One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the week again, the rugby league rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Four rounds are now in the books, and it was a bit of a weird weekend again. I think Boxhead, a few unexpected results, but nevertheless, a great long weekend. Well, I got six in the tips. You did good. So it wasn't unaccepted. Uh, unaccepted. Unexpected. Unexpected. That might be a little bit of a hangover from the Easter weekend. Too much chocolate and too much beer. I was going to say, I think it's the beer, not the chocolate, but... Maybe. Uh, yeah, a few results there. But deny till you die. A lot better than the week before, to be honest. The week before, I only got two. Yep. Gossip got two, you got three. I listened to Triple M on the way home. I think Dan Ganane said he got one last week. So, uh, yeah, still a couple of mixed bag results, some that were not so mixed bag, but nevertheless, a good round, a great long weekend. It was. It was a cracker. Uh, the games, some of the games were ordinary. Yeah, there was a few. Last more. night's was pretty ordinary. I thought the Panthers Eel, uh, Panthers Dragons game was a bit ordinary, and the Eels Tigers game was a bit ordinary. So, uh, But then again, I. Weren't doing much, four days off and watching footy. You can't complain, can you? No. And let's be honest, it's starting to creep back in as we'd expect. Oh, injuries. Some, no, but numbers and the, numbers in the ruck, and... things are a bit slower. Rest yeah. are thrown to the bunker, like we said. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit creeping in. They need to get back on top of that quick smart. We're with... into the grind, well and truly, aren't we? Yeah. We kick things back off with the fast five as always. Best, worst, high, low. Any questions? Who was your best? Uh, well, I had a few. I had... I thought both five eights on Friday night in the grand final rematch. Outstanding. Milford Morgan were unbelievable. And then there was two that I really wanted to highlight out of that game as well. One is Jason Talmalolo. Yeah, brilliant. He's, if there's a better forward in the comp in terms of making metres, finding fast play the balls, uh, just I, I don't know who he is. Looking like he Because I haven't, I haven't seen him. And the other one is Darius Boyd. I reckon well. Darius Boyd is almost back to the good form of 2010. He's still bitches and kicks a little yeah. bit and he's got that little bit of grub in his game. But he's still... He's ripping the ball back like he, I haven't seen better, in yeah. a long time. I still think the ball playing's a lot better because he's willing to engage a bit more as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I said that the other way. Was it two weeks ago when he took that carry against the Warriors and I almost fell off yeah, the Yeah, but it was one. He, it was yeah, one. Yeah, I know, but it's still... It's now, every, someone must have just... I don't, I don't know. It's like something just goes off in his head and he just starts yeah, playing so like that. Yeah, yeah. I, well, he's um, obviously great. in a good place, but yeah, I think the ball playing's also improved because he's engaging a lot more. Yeah, he's well, in... and he's got a good forward pack to play behind as well. That that was just, yeah, we'll get to it. But that game was awesome. Well, I agree with you, Morgan and Milford, and I had a couple as well. But it was all it was basically those two positions, but for two different states. The two Queensland five eight possibilities for the future, Milford and Morgan, I thought were outstanding, and the two current players that are vying for the New South Wales jersey. But I think they should both be in the side. Josh Dugan and yesterday again Tedesco yep. in a side that yep. was ridiculously poor. The try savers he pulled off on Rad Rara and Jennings were ridiculous, and I've said it a hundred times. The small spaces he gets himself caught in, where anyone else would get dragged over a sideline, 
absolutely pummeled or get four blokes on him, I don't know how he finds his way out. He has the weirdest little shuffling feet and he hits the deck and he stands back up and he spins and he turns, but he just always finds a way to keep running. Yeah. And oh, it's ridiculous. And Josh Dugan, the last two weeks, he's been outstanding, but he was the only highlight from that game. That game was disgraceful and then there was Josh Dugan. Yep. But why you throw him on Penrith and Penrith win? But he was he, he was it. He was it. He was the only highlight to watch. He was brilliant. Yeah. Um, who was your worst? Uh, worse were the Rabbitohs. Like that game, we we waited around for three hours with our pop and you know Good Friday tradition, smashing some fish and chips down and having a few beers and yeah, well, felt like leaving after twenty minutes because the game was yeah we was were well and we're pretty over, we're pretty so, tight after watching the two uh, replays from the years yeah prior. and you get you get that dished up uh, definitely the Rabbitohs worst performance under Michael Maguire and they were awful yeah individual I want to highlight Cooper Cronk. Oh. He was bad last night. I got, um, I got two, but yeah, he's, he's been bad probably for the majority of the season. He I thought he was bad, bad on the run home last year. Last honest, year, well, which yeah, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him. Tar Rushton's squeezing the beans a little bit too much. I think. I don't taking know. some juice out of Coops for a bloke that's so professional and usually switched on and involved in running the shop. Let's be honest, Blake Green's running everything at the moment. Mm. Smith and Green, and well, it, it was highlighted yesterday or last night, second half. Attacking kicks, which Green never does. Yeah, he took, he took three or four in a row. He took most of the set kicks too, though. Ridiculous. He took ninety, I reckon, eighty percent of the kicking, and then dominant control of the sets and the football. I reckon he had eighty percent of the ball, ninety percent maybe. Yeah. I didn't see Cronk till the second half, and his involvement's all terrible. He's not engaging the line. He's not playing direct. He's not taking Munster in with that shape that we do. Where we get the inside man and something on the outside. Um, with the two lead runners and a back row, like it's, it's absolutely yeah, nothing. Okay. I don't know. His edge of the field is null and void right now. It's almost like the other year when we had him and we had Ben Roberts, except he's the issue. So I don't know Correct. what's going on there, but Craig Bellamy needs to take him in a room and smack him around, I reckon. Yeah. He's been absolutely terrible. Um, the other one was Frank Paul. Frank Paul, I'm not, like I said, I don't want to take anything, <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from the Titans, but he almost single handedly, if I was his teammate, I would have been giving him absolute filths because early on, Instead of just doing his job because he's got the eight or the ten on his back, which your job is to carry the football hard, get a quick play of the ball in good ball, he thought he was a halfback twice. One hit the deck, the next one got an error made off it. He then proceeded to give away a penalty, which you know as a coach, error penalty on the back of it led to points. So he gave a try away three sets. And then off a kickoff, he decides he doesn't like Ryan James, knocks him over, marches him back to the 50, gives a penalty away, which leads to another try. So Frank Poor, 12 points. God bless you, Frank Poor. And a couple of sets on his own. Basically cost his own team the game. God bless you, Frank So Paul. And he got retained this week. And I know Ricky Stewart supposedly loves the bloke, but dead set. If you watch any bit of the cup as well, just for a punishment, at least for a couple of weeks, the way he's been, I don't think he's deserved to start. Luke Bateman, Mitch Barnett, there's a couple of blokes <laughs> that have been killing it in cup. And the rest of their side, Soliola, Vaughan, Boyd, I reckon all of them have pulled their weight. The bloke needs to have a spelling cup. Well, I can't argue with any of that. Yeah, yeah. He, but uh, I loved it because you loved it. Yeah, right. I'm happy for you too. It's I'm, about time that I'm not, things started to go our way a little bit. I'm so. not taking anything away because your mob was resilient again. But dead set, if there's one of those moments again where you're not supposed to be angry at your teammates, let me tell you that would have been a quiet dressing room for him after the game. Well, one, yeah, we'll get into that game later. But yeah, what about a, a highlight for you? Well, cows, Broncos, yeah, yeah. clearly. Clearly. You don't really need it was to, almost better than the grand final, yeah. I reckon. You don't really need to put into words or go into depth because we'll talk about it, but yeah. I think that's the easiest highlight for everybody. Yeah, from well, especially the it was a bit of a pick-me-up after the stinker uh, oh, early game. Brought me Good back. Friday. I, I haven't yelled in the TV a lot for a while, but I yelled at the TV a lot during that game. It's yeah. quite exciting. Uh, low. Well, the concussions again. 
Peter Wallace got knocked out cold on Sunday, was basically crawling. Yeah. Penrith, don't bring him off the field. Mm. Nothing said. And then they get in the press conference and he goes, no, I was, I was knocked out. I was fine. Like, are you serious? Yeah, bullshit. Don't take us all for a ride, man. Like, it's... It's getting beyond a joke. And the other one, obviously, is everyone's highlighted at The bunker's starting to have a few hiccups. Uh, well, there was a few over the weekend that I didn't agree with. Personally, the one I was dumbfounded in was a Mitch Orbison offside. Yeah, ridiculous. I still still can't cost, work cost out. Cost the the game. It did. Cost the the game, definitely. And, and I must admit, considering they're still lighter on, they've been the best at confidence-wise, they deserve that win, I thought. Well, I thought they fought hard for it. They had a, they had a power nap. Uh, in yeah. one part of that game, but but they're young blokes again. Kind of the Matrell made some errors, a couple of little bits like that. But I I thought they'd done enough to get the job done, and the few injuries to Manly, I thought they found their way back. Yeah, look, and people that think that we don't go after, I don't go after Penrith or the Titans, and you don't go after the Storm. Well, I, I'm going after Penrith on this one. I don't think yeah. anyone who thinks I don't go after the Storm, I don't think that's uh, I, I don't think that was handled very well at all on Sunday, and that's a bad bad look for the game. Because he was knocked out cold, and, and there were a few others, but I. When I see them, I just get frustrated at them. I don't write them down, no. um, but I'm going to have to start start writing them down because it wasn't the only one over the weekend. Well, I need to because before I came here and I was at Khalifa's house, he probably mentioned two or three that I didn't even realise as well because yeah. we brought it up because he... Well, people that have played footy long enough yeah. know when someone's rattled. Well, I was going to say, for anybody out there, my mate Dan, he stopped a couple of years ago because he had three or four bad ones in a short succession of time and basically he went blank for almost a week and a half. Excellent. And he then come to work one day and told me he feel like he just woke up again and that his missus told him he was repeating himself. And, yeah, he stopped. But yeah. he's paying particularly close attention because of all this stuff that's coming out, and he watches a lot of football as well. He, he mentioned another two or three like our listeners did last week that I didn't even recognise. So. Yeah, so keep him coming in. Keep him coming oh, yeah. in because, you know... Every week, things like that you recognise. Yeah, that's uh, fair enough because it needs to get the point across. My low was the bunker as well. Um, I can agree... Maybe a 50-50, and we're not going to argue about it because we didn't agree, but I've heard everyone have a different opinion. The JT, no try. Some people thought it was a try, some people didn't. And if not, on the worst case that he did bobble it, I thought he got his arm under it and he had control because he had it locked on his body. They are saying that, oh, no, we said no try. Well, that's what, this is what I said. They're this saying is the only way that they could have done it. They're trying to clean it up now, though. A couple of days later, I reckon it was a knock-on, when clearly on the night no, they said they it was No, they said that they didn't have enough evidence and to then, overturn the original decision, why, which is what I said. when Greg Eden interferes with the ball if no, 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 it wasn't it's a dead, knock-on? No, no, it's dead after that. That's what, they, that's what I'm saying. So once, well, once he on knocks night, it back in... On the night, I didn't hear him say anything. They went play on, and then they should have picked up minimum that Eden touched the ball from outside the field of play, which would have constituted Well, look, I thought... And in my humble, um, I thought that when Thurston yeah, picked it up, rolled. the ball only the ball doesn't. If I hold the ball against my arm up and secure it, the ball doesn't roll. Yeah, but if I'm so, if the ball if I'm sliding along the ground and the ball rolls and I've got my arm on it, that's a knock on. I thought he had his arm under it though. On but his why body. does a ball? That, and then I yeah, ask ball, you, but when does a ball ever move when you got your arm under it? Well, if you're losing control, but it's on your body, it's not on the ground yet, so it's not a but knock on. It wouldn't on. roll. And then it roll I watched that side angle and I thought he had it trapped, and then the point of it moved because of the way he had gripped onto it. Yeah, but, but again, again, we're arguing about nothing because it didn't matter anyway. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, but I thought it should have got to that point because I thought the Morgan one was a try. The first well, one. Well, they, they they sent it up as no try anyway yeah. so there was absolutely no re- no way that they could have ruled that a try conclusively because it didn't show conclusively I mean the forward that he had control well. no but it didn't yeah. show conclusively he had control nah. it didn't show conclusively that, that he didn't have that, control that one I can deal with because it's 50-50 me and you I've heard a lot of people saying the same thing I thought it wasn't a forward pass the one before though I thought that was game over I thought that was line ball and then the other one I don't agree with but then again 
looking at it on TV, it, it looked flat, but the touchy had the best view but in the house. I thought it was like Robson's the week before, where it went backwards out of the hands and it looked yeah. like it went forward. But, but his... you know what? You know what? We're not. No one's really spoken about that when you're running because though, it wasn't. Yeah, but listen, but because it wasn't replayed. No, nah, but that because we made... just accept that decision, move on, and we try. don't talk about it. That was a try. Yeah, so. but how much? How much uproar have you heard about it? No, nah, but that's none. Gonna, that one. If, if, but I've... the issue is with the bunker is, and the reason it was brought in was to eliminate the time. And yeah, well, the more, and this is what I said at the start of the year: the more, the more time uh, that is that elapses, and the more replays you see, the more people form an opinion and start to argue about it. But what I don't get either: they're supposed to review everything, bar the forward passes, and on Friday they spent three minutes looking at a decision in the Bulldogs game, and clearly right at the start that they saw their very own eyes three times there was an obstruction, and then they come back to it fine at the end. Like, they'd completely just forgot about it and gone, oh, yeah, there's an obstruction. And they called it a no-try. The timer on that was over three minutes. Yeah. So it's already going into that bad habit. Yeah. Where they but, but should I have also, already, they also saw that immediately. They should have already canned that. We should have been 20 seconds. Agreed. They didn't worry about the rest of the contest. That's an obstruction. Agreed. You, know what, no you know what else is annoying me is the fact that, firstly, that they're sending it up with a try or no-try, which is just blank dumb. Canvas. But Give it to them. They, it's either got to be that we're sending it up to the bunker for them to check everything, or... We're sticking with the current system, which is, mate, I'm sending it up. Can you check this? Yeah. Not can you go through it. Well, that's what I thought it was for, though. Well, and it's not, that's not happening. Rounds, that's that's not I happening. Thought. But Luke Patton and these guys who know the rules very well clearly should have spotted what we were sitting there saying straight away. Well, there's an obstruction. Done. We don't need to go any further. They moved on, looked at the ground, looked at everything, then always came back. Like, yeah, you know why? Someone the on-field, no, the on-field referee said, can you check for obstruction? Well, why did they check for three minutes and then go back to the well, contest? I but, well, I'm, I'm in the fortunate position where I watch a lot of games by myself mm. and I turn the volume up. I wear headphones while I'm watching it and so the missus doesn't complain about how loud it is. But, you know, like I sit there with the headphones on, wireless headphones, blow myself away, and you, you can hear the referees, mate, can you check this, can you check that, while they're watching the replays on the big screen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's look, it's a great thing, the bunker, but I think it needs a, a few things need to be tweaked to make it even more effective. Yeah, well, that, and I thought the Gillette one was a try. Don't even try to tell No, me. and I agree. They go, I, he knocked it on bullshit. He no. got rolled. He realised he needed it in his other arm. It didn't touch Coot. Yeah. He transferred arms like you get taught to. He grounded I agree. it. Agreed. In rugby league, in any terms or context, if you're a footballer out there and you saw his eyes and the way he moved, he purposely shuffled the football to score. That was a bullshit call. So. Uh, well, I'll tell you how rubbish of a call it was. My partner was in the room at that stage, and she said, oh, I don't know what they're looking at. Awesome. What are they looking at? And you know what she said? And this is a fe- like from a female perspective, someone doesn't watch a lot of footy. It's interesting to hear their perspective. She said, you can tell the Cowboys players know it's a try. Yeah. And, and he, the Broncos players know it's a you try. You saw him, like I said, his body the language. The only people on the field that, that thought knew. that that wasn't a try were the referees. Yeah. Body language tells you everything. The bunker. He yeah. transferred that. He knew the struggle in the yeah. first initial bump that he was on his side. And the Cowboys were huddled up talking. They, arms, they knew it was going to be a try. Got his arms to it. He was separate of Coot. And Lachlan Coot, you can see, if you go and watch the replay, yeah, he knew. blew up. He knew. He, he was, knew he got it down. Yeah, and they were back for the kickoff. Yeah. Everyone was set for it. Ridiculous. Terrible call. And he's been outstanding just quietly. We've Coop? mentioned a few extra. Yeah. yeah, and Gillette both. Oh, Gillette. Unbelievable. Uh, questions. I said it round one. Uh, sorry. Should Hopawide be doc pay when the dogs play on a Sunday and he's unavailable? Well, I already read that they spoke about it initially in the contract situation, which from the initial part... Well, no, I heard that they didn't. No, they have. That's what I thought, but I've read it. They spoke initially. So this has been negotiated. So why haven't we heard about it? 
Well, because they wanted to keep it internal, which they've spoke about, until further point in time, then revealed to the playing group. So Hasler was fine with it. Rayland Castle was fine with it. I'm sure the players Tell you what, it. that's bad management, because wouldn't you think that something like this isn't a distraction you need in round four? Well, I wouldn't feel... They, if, if, they, if it was done in the contract negotiation, yeah. wouldn't you have done it pre-season? And said, by the way, guys, Hopwide isn't playing on a Sunday. Well, I think, again, if initially, if you thought he was playing centre or winger, you wouldn't have been too buzzed because you thought you could replace him. But Morris going out... And now knowing that he's not going to be back for another couple of months, and then you've got a young bloke like Abby who's missing out on time. I don't know what his form's like being in cut because I haven't seen him. If he misses some big games and you miss some Morris and you potentially need this other bloke in there, I'd want Abby playing now to make sure I've got some combinations down packed or him playing fullback. Well, I'm going to be brutally honest. If the Bulldogs start to struggle, and I, and I think I expect them to once their draw gets a little bit harder and uh, the, they get a few injuries, for me, he's playing on the wing. That's what I mean. So initially, I can't. I can't have my fullback coming in and out of yeah, the side. But initially, money-wise and position, well, I, not even that. They just cohesion. They weren't expecting him missing Morris, so he wouldn't have been playing fullback. And they bought Abby. Well, but knowing this now, I'm surprised. Ring, I'm still surprised they haven't given Abby a crack knowing this. Well, and the other thing is, and I'm I'm not one to judge, and I'm not one to get into religious arguments. But can you tell me that he wouldn't play in the grand final or a semi? Well, if he wouldn't, he's absolutely insane. And I like again, I think from their perspective, which would be a total contradiction of this. Well, they've already said that he reckons he won't, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll okay. have to wait, we'll and, wait see. and see. But yeah, they they knew it accordingly initially, so yeah, that's uh, on them. Wing centre, but I'm just you, you're a coach. You tell me, Brad Abbey, good ball player. I don't know what his form's been like in cup, but they brought him over for that reason. If you know well, you're going to be playing some teams soon, and he hasn't played at all, get him in, regardless of how well you're doing. Will's potentially going to miss three weeks in a row at one point. They're all Sunday games. Yeah, this kid needs to be integrated into the side. Yeah. So I know that Sticky by the wing now then Well that's what I mean You've got to do it sooner or later You can't just expect to drop him in On a Sunday clash against I don't know If they play South again Or somebody like that yeah. And expect that Abby's just going to fit right in Well who's on the wings for him at the moment Who's on the other wing Rona's on one who's Rona's on, on one I can't even think who's on the other wing Nah Off the top of my head At the moment I'm a bit lost as well Sam Parrott Yeah we'll forget it Catch you Sam Catch you you reckon Chase... Welcome to, welcome to reserve grade. Unless you're going to put Sam Perry Unless, in fullback. Yeah, or they put Stanley on a wing and move Will there and do the shuffle like you said. They've played Perry a little bit of fullback. But, but Perry can't ball play. Yeah, that's right, man. Abby is legitimately a ball player. Can play in the halves realistically. I don't know what he's been playing like in cup, but they bought him made for that reason. So yeah. um, if he is the go and he's been good in cup, they need to make a move sooner or later. Uh, any other questions? No, mate. You got one? Well, I was going to talk about the Kronk situation and what, what do you do right now? Do you want... Do you think it's the contract? Do they need to get that sorted sooner or later? Or do you need to take him aside and have a talk and let him know that basically... Well, didn't they say that the contract was going to be sorted before the start of the season? Or no. was that the Bellamy contract? No, Bellamy. Cooper's... Cooper did say, I'm not going to let this drag on. Cooper's only talking to Melbourne at the moment. And is is this going to drag... This will go drag out longer the worse he plays. That's what I mean. Because at the moment... I, and I was already with you. And again, I'm probably a little more... Cro- and no one can, again, no one can accuse me of being biased to my side. He is a weapon. But for the money he wants, the time he wants, and his age, I'm not giving him what's been spoken, which is four years around 1.2 million. It's not happening, and that's coming from Melbourne fan. I said the same about Billy last week, and I'm not biased towards my team. From the business perspective, if he's missing another season, two in a row, you got Munster, and money needs to go somewhere. Yeah, but who replaces Cronk? Well, you need to get on the market then, because you can't. They're going to lose Green and keep Cronk in the form he's in right now in this situation. Which is everything's on hold right now because of Cooper, but he's not playing good football. We're going to negotiate. I'm looking at the whole lay of the land at the moment, and I'm wondering why Mbai hasn't signed. Yeah, well, that's another one that's just so. Is, it, out is there. it that someone else has obviously made a play for Mbai 
I think they're not. And they kept it quiet. Well, they're not budging on their price, and let me tell you, he's playing very well. And they've got the third parties, which you spoke well, he's about better before. Than, he's better than uh, Josh Reynolds. I think he's better than Kiri too, to be honest. And Kiri's talking; he wants eight, seven well, close, as well. Yeah. So. But you're not you can't you're comparing apples and oranges because they're not playing the same team. No, but for a boost, if you're judging budget, him on on current form, he's definitely better than Kiri. I even think from the overall package, I like what Kiri did in the grand final side. But in the short sample I've got from both, I like him buy more. Yeah, but I'd rather so. I'd rather Kiri and buy than Reynolds. I've still got Reynolds third out of those three. Which Reynolds? Josh Reynolds. Why are we even talking about him? Because I'm just saying in that side, yeah, but in I the mean, Bulldog side, he's not off contract. I'm no, I know that. I'm just saying off. that I'd rather, I'd rather him buy. I'd rather, yeah, or one of them. Yeah, and there was talk last year after him. I think that's just to cro- fill that spot at the Bulldogs, crossing right? the eyes and dotting the t's for that situation. But um, yeah, I'm looking at the Cronk situation right now. He didn't. He's, he needs. To, he's either going or he's staying. But something's got to be done because he's dragging us down at the moment. And because and before you know, it's going to be Origin. Yeah, but I'm telling you, he's. I don't ever hold back on my side he's dragging us down he's yep. hindering us at the moment and not doing his job alright let's get some questions going big boy mm. right on where do we start with we've got Facebook questions Paul Skews jumping on the Vaughny bandwagon boys think he's origin material just wondering who you guys think misses out from last year well I said Paul. immediately both the back rowers Hoffman and Scott Paul's jumping on we said it last year yeah. I, I would have picked him last year. I think Hoffman and Scott, I, don't, I think we've got too many back rollers and we can't keep going the same way. We can't pick either Hoffman or Scott. I me. think Wade Graham and Cordner, if he was healthy, would be the two that I'd be starting. Jack, they'll keep Jackson there as a worker. Um, I don't mind that. Jackson's been playing well. you got Merrin, who they probably pick on the bench Bird's again. Gonna be there. Bird's you know, is going to be picked. So there's a couple. But if we're going to go back we're rollers... We're going to Centres, because I think we move Tedesco in. I'd put Dugan in Jennings' spot and keep no, Morris. No, I think, I think what he's saying is who what prop misses out. Oh, he said who misses out from last year. Yeah, so I think just if to make, look, make way for them. If we're going to look at the front row, Tarmow's been playing very well. And you know they're going to pick Woods as much as like we've said. He pats his stats, let's be honest. Yeah. He boosts his numbers. He doesn't have a great impact. Then you've got Clemmer. So they went three. They went one too many back rows last year. We admitted that. They shouldn't yeah. have had so Cordner. You so you could have Jackson, all them and then have yeah. Vaughn. Or I'd just be dropping one of the back rowers. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And carry an extra prop. Yeah. So if Cordner's not playing, you could put Vaughn on the bench if you wanted to. But they're also talking about his teammate Boyd. So those no, two guys, I can't pick Shannon Boyd. And they're talking about, well, Ryan James got mentioned by Laurie no Daly way. again. No way. So No, it's got to be Vaughn. If you're going off exposed form and consistency out of the three, Vaughn is the one who deserves the spot. But if and I'm you know going, what? I reckon he'll grow a leg playing Origin. I do too. But if we're going off the crap talk and the rep, which we all know about right now. Ryan James, leave me alone. They're pushing the James train already, and no they've way. started to talk about Boyd. Who, well, Vaughn's played good footy for 18 months consistently. I reckon he's played good for three Ryan years. Ryan James has, yeah, but I mean, like relevant. Yeah. Solid, well, the, last, the last two seasons, grade. I think he He's Starting been, player. Yeah. yeah. Two years he's been spot on. Yeah. And I think Ricky likes him off the bench more for an impact point of view, but he plays more minutes than the start. But in this modern game now, the props are playing similar minutes yeah. anyway. Well, he's playing 50, 50 40. 55 regardless. So he's yeah. getting 10, 15 more than your stock standard prop. And, the and benefit, in Origin, how long are you going to ask him to play? Yeah. 30? The, the benefit as well, and most people, unless you watch his juniors, he was a back row. He's mobile enough to play there. So you've got versatility to play tight and an edge if you need to. Yeah. So he can do both those jobs. Simon Green, what do you think of Cameron Smith mouthguard incident? Mouth should Corabetti have been sent for the trip? I didn't see the mouthguard incident. Me either. You're going to have to fill us in a bit more on that one, mate. I don't remember anything with a mouthguard. Uh, and should Corabetti have been sent for the trip? Well, it's supposed to be a send-off, but we said this last night. If it didn't get Reynolds punted three or four times for his trips, when is it ever going to be? Um, it's a new year, sure. Maybe they should. 
of, uh, you know... Well, this is the argument I had with you last night. It was pretty blatant, so if, you, that, if you're going to set a standard, you would have sent him, but they didn't. Based on last year, um, it's not a send-off. Yeah. But based on this year, if they wanted to set a... If they wanted to set a standard or set a um, yeah, well, they you know a marker in the sand, that was that was it. Yeah, and it was pretty blatant, but they didn't do it. So um, honestly, if they were going to set a standard, yeah, they should have been him because it was very blatant. It was a very poor piece of play. Uh, yeah, the mouth guard thing. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. He lost his mouth guard. I've got no idea. I can't remember any incident with the mouth guard or any mention, and I was I was pretty. We'll zone. leave it. I'll, I'll have a look now. I'm having a look. Okay. I was pretty. Apparently, zone. in the first half, way Graham's mouth guard popped out, and Cameron Smith takes it and put it in his sock. Later, Smith clips Graham in the mouth <laughs> and dislodges the tooth. Did anyone notice or see this last night? Well, no. I, I if it's true, oh, there's a lot of. So, how many conspiracy theories are there out no. about Cameron Smith? Let's be honest. Everyone just chases after those. Only of players. sixty minutes can get to the bottom of this. Someone said. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. I didn't see him pick them out. Okay. Well, up. someone else's. It's it's been uh, it's it's been. Solved a little bit. I've seen an article here saying it was actually Dale Finucane's mouth guard. It wasn't Wade Graham's. Yeah, well, there you go. I don't know. I, I, I didn't take any notice of it, and it's, it hasn't been on the news, so I, I don't watch mouth Honestly, guards Honestly, picking someone's mouth guard up, don't care. Maloney throws people's <laughs> shoes away. I, I would have been more horrified if he put it in his mouth. Yeah, that too. <laughs> if he licked it or something. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah I, I, I would have liked it if he picked it up and chucked it. Yeah. He did copy a little bit. I don't think that was that bad anyway compared to some of the other head highs in that game. Jesus okay. Christ. And, well, the conversation on the lounge was that our place was, why isn't Wade Graham Merritt wearing a mouth guard? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, no idea where it was. No. So the commentators. Well, for me, Corobetti should have been sent off, but then again, based on last year. Yeah, they didn't set the standard. No. And uh, So now, if anyone who trips this year doesn't get sent off. Same as what we said last week about Tapau's thing, Simon, basically. Yeah, that should, have been, enough, that should so. have been a send-off. If you go to the judiciary now, you just break that video out and say, if that's only a careless two... I'm yep. walking out of here, charge for it. Right. Chris Cohen, is Robbie Farrow returning a positive or a negative for the Tigers? Positive. You saw it yesterday. Oh, I thought defensively it was good. I can't blame him for anything that happened with their attack. They were stagnant in general, but I think you still need to wait a couple of Jason weeks. Jason Taylor's coaching is a negative for the Tigers, yeah, picking well, three hookers. Hallatow, then him, then wow. Manoa. Quite stupid. Take a couple of weeks, I think, Chris, but uh, he definitely looked like he was ripping in yesterday, and he probably, hopefully, keep feeding the ball to those two halves when they have some better games in the next couple of weeks. Ian Stanmore, question Greenberg, put the bunker in place and has mostly been a major success. What should he focus on now? He's in the big chair. I think first thing to overhaul the match review committee and an old judiciary so the correct gratings are being... Well, I can't argue with that, Ian. I can't argue with that at all. Well, I, I think f- the first thing's got to be the eel salary cap thing. Yeah, well, we said that last week, so... I uh, think- but that, that's that's a great suggestion. Yeah. The NRL judiciary is a farce. The review yeah. committee is a farce. The gradings so are a farce. inconsistent. So, great suggestion. Send him an email. Yeah. Hit him up on Twitter. Andrew Wales, he's given us all four, but no question. Thanks for that, champion. With Paul Weatherspoon, question... What should happen to Carney and Sale in the Super League? Oh, did you see that? I've only seen... That was vi- a big brouhaha. The video was pretty bad. I couldn't make anything out. No, it was from messy. Reading the article, there was a fight between the fans near their family, so they've seen the old fight or flight mode and gone a bit eight. I can't blame them if my family... I don't know. We need more info. We need a better let's vision. Let's just highlight again. To that, theoretically, if it is your family... Carney thought someone was going over to take his missus. It was was going near all the players' wives. You've got a wife and kids, your family's trapped in between it, and there's a bunch of hooligans. I wouldn't be be even watching over there, to be honest. The game was done. Oh, the game's over, okay. If your family's in danger, very simply, and that's going around, and your kids are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There you go. From the video I saw and what was happening, that's what I'm taking out of it. I'd start swinging too, and it was very good seeing how that guy pinned to the floor. I thought that was quite impressive. 
Great. That's, that's the best tackle he's made in a while. Did you Excellent. Yeah, it's the only tackle he's made in a while. Good stuff. I'll have to look at it a bit more, Paul. But, yeah, the vision I saw, I thought the game was over and it happened. So, Matt Piper, question, should they bring back benefit of the doubt so the ref doesn't have to make a decision so the attacking team gets points if there's no conclusive evidence that it isn't a try? No. No. They should just scrap all of it. If it goes to the bunker, yeah, what if they, they have to make a call. Yeah. And the referee on the field can do what he used to do and say, I have an opinion. Yeah, fair enough. I'm and fine. that's it. I'm good with that. Jay Strasberg, your thoughts on Golden Try? Darren Loki wrote an article last year saying scrap Golden Point and have Golden Try, extra time period, where a try automatically wins the game, but you can also win by being in front after extra time field goal, penalty goal. Look, I'm old school. I'm Wayne You want the draw? I like the draw. In finals, I think it should be five minutes each way. Golden Try. If you kick a field goal, great, but you play the 10 minutes out. And I've already said mine, basically, you just play the 10 minutes. and. But then uh, again, that's what I don't understand. What's the difference between that and... Yeah, but that's... And the 80 minutes anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I think you go one of two ways. It's either the draw or you, the field goal doesn't end it to me. I think you just play the 10 minutes. But that's what the last 10 minutes of the normal game Yeah, but game if you is. kick a field I goal... I don't get it. Yeah, but if you're going to play that 10 and a field goal ends it, which is crap, let's be honest. That's rubbish. I just think the I don't 10 like minutes... It. It's, a, it's a total lottery. Yeah, but that's what I think. If you're going to do the 10 minutes, just let it go. If someone kicked a field goal in the first minute, it's just a kind of a shit way to lose. So Yeah, well, and technically you could not touch the ball. Draw... Or full 10. That's my theory. No ending in the field goal. draw. Yeah. Well, because it, you get golden point in the last 10 either minutes. Either either, anyway. you'd be more satisfied. If you can't get it done in the extra 10 minutes, you both kick a field goal and it's still even. You know, you deserve the one point. Yeah. That, well, that's it. No, this... But I'd also, I'd also like to see that both teams get the one point. Yeah. And then, because, and then there's going to be some incentive not to just kick a field goal. Because teams are playing the safe option because they know that they're getting two or zero. Yeah, but they, they know they can just end the game. I think if you give them the yeah, 10 I minutes... I don't, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's that they're worried. There's that much nervous energy when it goes to golden point in the... Yeah, but it's simple. It's so fickle and, and, you, and you're going two points or nothing. Yeah, but your mindset... But at least if you've both got a point... You just go yeah, for it. Your mindset's very simple. They're telling you if you kick a field goal, it's over. So all you're trying to do is march up the middle, get within 30, 40, crack well, the field goal. If you've got the, the rubbish ten teams min- do. If you've got the 10 minutes and that's not ending it, and you've had a good set or you're getting good ball, you're going to try and post points. The teams with no composure do that. So I think it's simple. It's either a draw or the 10, the full 10. Not a try, no, nothing ends it. The full 10 minutes gets played. Mm. And if someone well, it's golden try. That, you still only get uh, the draw. So where have I missed? I've bloody scrolled down too yeah, far yeah. while we're in here. Yeah, okay. Brad O'Kane, question. Should our top players who are ineligible to play Origin, i.e. Sammy Burgess, be compensated outside the cap? They already have been. They get sponsors and their massive draw cards. They get third parties. Sam Burgess would have more money than God himself, basically, yeah. as far as what he gets from South and the money he draws outside of the game. So he doesn't need any more help. Sammy's manager is the one who needs to give himself a triple. He's the one who agreed last year to a four-year deal worth a million dollars total, which is only two fifty dollars apiece. So his little involvement here, I think he's the one who's messed up. Yeah. He's cashed him in for less than what he should be. Yeah. If he was smart, he would have pushed for no, it. Look, I'm I've gone on record many to- many a time and said that the it's not the players at the top end we need to look after. It's the players at the bottom end. Yeah. Players um, that are on eighty grand a year that have kids, families that, yeah, that are on wage. that one wage, like that those players should be at least on Hundred, hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year for the money that we're raking into the game. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. And you need to that. remember, and I've said this before, some people have to move every year or two. To well, and also, some of them, don't... some of them aren't even on a full time wage. They're in the first grade squad. Yeah, so in, when you're looking at Melbourne this week, they're probably going to have to pull in an outside back who wouldn't be on a full time contract. 
Yeah, second tier. But yep. that's what I mean. They, when you leave, yeah, but he could be working during the week. When you leave 20s... And bugger like, all cash. Yeah, when you leave 20s like I did, you get no assistance anymore either if you're an outsider. Well, I've done that as well. You leave, yeah, you leave flag and you go to nowhere. You get no assistance, though. No, for because you need to work. So I'm No, not that. I moved out of area and they get compensated for me being a certain amount of kilometres and being a for kid. For laugher. So they house me, basically, and they cover the rent or they chip in. If I was a Canberra kid in the area with my parents' different story, we had a bloke who was from Melbourne who made our squad, wasn't contracted, had to work during the week, didn't get boots, didn't get anything until he played, basically. So he's yeah. playing off the sniff of an oily rag and he has to pay rent and do the rest of it. These guys, I'm saying, on 80, people go, oh, I get less than that for my job. That's fine, but you're in the one spot. You might drive five minutes or you're set up. Yeah, but you also may, might be in a household that's got yeah, dual income. They may have to move every single year and have kids and pay rent, and it's just dead money. Even if they don't. They're in, a, they're in a, a lot of them are single blokes, young fellas trying to make their way in the yeah, world. But it's just dead money every and year. If you're only paying, getting, they're on eighty grand, but it's the one income. If you're only getting eighty, and you're from Penrith, and you've got a mortgage, and you keep your house, and then you've got to go rent in Cronulla, or you've got to go to Brisbane yeah. rent, you're not it's winning. No they they're, should be they're not helping you. And there should be more players in the full time squad. It should go to forty, not twenty five. Yeah, fine with that. Uh, Justin White, ref seem to be going to the VRF bunker far too often. Would you think captain challenge system would work? Opposing no. captain, oh, I think we talked about this. I don't like the captain last challenge. year. Uh, I did, I, I was, but now I just think it's another stoppage. Yeah, take, I think in the twenties when you've seen it, it takes too long for some really simple stuff. But and then it just gets to the point where they're guessing and they're doing it because they need need a decision, and oh, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I think if they're going to do it, it should be a coach's challenge. The bu- yeah, and the bunker should... Push the siren. Wop, wop, wop. And the bunker should just do its job. The first two exits was fine. Now it's starting to just go off the rails, be a little... Like the old video ref. They're watching it way too much. They're not just going over the simple stuff and moving through the motions like they did before. Yeah. They're over-complicating things way too much. Uh, James Douglas, New South Wales halves, assuming Reynolds stays injured and doesn't have an outstanding return. Who gets the nod after four rounds? Who knows? Well, I wouldn't want to pick anyone for us right now. I think the two guys that I hope play well and could potentially be our halves pairing are the Raiders pair. I liked Aiden Caesar and so do you when he was at the Titans, but I think him and Austin, if they play well at club, could be a potential solution. If not, there's Reynolds. I mean, right now, right now, if I had to pick a, pick two halves right now for for a game played in two weeks, I'd pick Maloney and Townsend. Big cool. Well, because they're the only, who else is? Well, tell me who's outplayed them. Townsend's been good, but Maloney hasn't been. But I'd pick him. I'd just pick him as a pair because, uh, well, I'd like to pick Caesar and Austin, but they've, they've only played the one game and yeah. they're both injured at the moment. So we don't Reynolds, have... Reynolds. I don't know. I, I would I would pick Reynolds last year, but I think Reynolds now the form of Kiri might affect him because they, Laurie Daly loves to pick a pair, loves to pick a club pair like a pairing. Yeah, He's gone on record to say that. You can't even do that, though. That'd be like saying, well, we well, might. I'd be happy to see. I, I, I think Adam Reynolds, theoretically, then, should be the first player picked. And yeah, He's if, injured as well. I'd like to see. I'd, look, I'd, I'd, I'd pick Mr. Pierce. He hasn't even played a game. I know that. Well, let's put it this way. I, like, I, I don't know. Because I'm looking at it now going, yeah, well, well... James, let's go very simple. Right now, it's not looking very good for us, as far as our halves are concerned. Because I think the few guys you were looking at to come in have been injured. I think those three are all good candidates. They're all injured. We haven't seen them play. Peace, God knows. If you're, picking it, if you're picking it on, in an ideal world saying they're all fit, I'd pick, I'd pick Reynolds and I'd pick Austin. But I'd also, on the outside of that, the next in line, I'd have Caesar. But if you're picking it in the current climate, That's what I mean. I'd pick probably Pierce because at least I know he's been there the whole time. He's been there for the last three or four years. But who, who else do you pick if those exactly. three are injured? We're in trouble. That's what I'm saying. Their halves are terrible. I'd but probably pick Pearson Reynolds. If you tell me right now. I can't pick Josh Reynolds. He stinks. 
No, I wouldn't pick him either. But can't that's what pick Hodkinson. Hod- he, he can't even get Newcastle a win. Going off pairings, you'd almost be like, okay, we'll just go back with the pair we won. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'd, just go to the, I'd go to the pairing of Maloney and Townsend. But this shows the other, Mark, because you look at Queensland, they could pick a thousand different combinations and they'd be fine. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's a, there's, a, there's a chain of thought for all of it. I could go over three or four chains yeah. of thought that I've got. If we're literally going off who's playing right now, we're not doing well, though. That's what I'm that's saying. That's why I don't, I don't think that's not relevant now because in no. two weeks' time it's going to change and in four weeks' time it's going to change. Let's just worry about it the day he's got to pick it. Yeah, let's hope some blokes start playing well, James. Let's hope that more than anything. Mike Paynard, do you side with Benny or Green on the golden point? Should we have more draws? We just explained that one. I reckon draws or the 10 minutes has to go for the full 10 field goal. Oh, we just said it. Doesn't end it, so... Uh, with that, Aaron Wood, question, is it plausible to drop the referees, sending stuff to the bunker as try no try and just tell them to check them at the bunker to side? Yeah. Yeah, we said that before. Same deal. We think we could go up there. It makes the referee look like a fool if he's got it wrong. They should just go over everything. Simple every time. They get a chance to look at it before we even get sent up there. So they should have their eyes on the game constantly. Corey Snuggles low. Question, what did the money actually go towards for that bunker? Absolutely no improvement on the video. Well, <laughs> mate, there's 15 screens in there. I love it. You know how much a plasma's worth? Yeah, good times. Is Newcastle going to win a game, even with Warriors napping in the first half? Yes, they still putting They might up. even buddy win this week. It's 50-50 games. That week. was Andrew Wales. Like we said, mate, there'll be a game during the year that's ridiculous odds, like $12, $13, and I'm up jagging it. Well, this weekend, Melbourne is struggling to field a team. Yeah. Oh, not really. The back line's a bit Yeah, light. but you got Cronk playing like a bustard. Forward like, pack's still good. But, yeah. As far as the him playing the halves, we're very light on backs. So well, I think uh, I don't think Newcastle's forward pack's been that bad either. Chase, to be fair. Chase Blair, Jeremy Hawkins, Slater, and now Curtis Scott are all injured, so we're on the market. They reckon. And then you're going to have Corobiti out. Yep. So they're going to have to put Richie Kenner in, who's played a handful of games. Hampton's going to have to play, and they're going to have Chambers with them. Uh, and yeah, they're, yeah, they're, we'll look, they're looking to buy somebody at the moment. They reckon, but I don't know who they're going to get. I can't think of it off the top of my head. He's really available. Uh, David McNeil think everything got covered in the comments above couldn't agree more good times Simon Green also should there be any sort of penalty or consequence for slapping yes yeah 100% you shouldn't be able to do it uh, noise the shit out of me Andrew Wales again and even though I love my Sharks that's one of the worst Melbourne performances I've seen good times Nigel Huntley question if you had to do a ranking of top 5 players so far this season and worst 5 players who would you choose these are always really hard on the spot. To Top five. Well, uh, Hodgson would be my number one. I think Milford's been right up there. Milford. I think uh, Morgan. Morgan. Coot. Coot. Those yeah. guys have all been right up there. Lowe's and Bayer. If there was a... Ruffy I was going to chuck in, even though he's a four, I don't think he gets the right. I think Lowe's been right up there, even though. But yeah, those couple of blokes there... I think Tedesco would be pretty close too. Tedesco, yeah. He's been pretty ridiculous. Those five, off the top of my head, worst. Sean Kenny Dow. He's been very good. Worst. Wow. Yeah. Well, Frank, Frank Paul's pretty close right now. Yeah. Cooper Cronk for the fact he's trying to get the biggest contract in the planet and he hasn't played that well. He's right up there. I think some of the Roosters forwards, they're Jeez, whole, could, their pack could, as a whole. I could really unleash you. Newcastle. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'll keep it to myself. Newcastle as a whole, they've been pretty bad. Yeah. Good times. Newcastle as a whole. <laughs> Newcastle as a whole. I just hammered, hammered all of them. Hi, cousin Gary. Enjoy. Michael right, Johnson. Yeah. Highlight, low light. Guys, when you don't space it out, you kill me. I can't see the word question. You can't even read. Your kid can't even read. My question is a bit weird. Why is tripping someone with your foot uh, so bad and an ankle tap okay? Is it because tripping is most like kicking someone? I just find it weird that such a high contact sport looks down on 
the axe so much. Can't go kicking people. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, you just can't trip him, Michael. He's got up the end here. He's a dogs fan, so maybe the Josh Reynolds thing. You've just been conditioned to it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do it, but yeah, nah. If you're steaming in and the bloke sticks his leg out and he breaks yours, well, or... I think that you're more likely to snap someone's leg, tripping them with your leg rather than your yeah. hand, or your own in a sport like rugby league. You can't go hip tossing people. Jesus. Bring back the Cumberland throw, but no trips. Yeah, good times. Twitter, there's a couple of quick ones. Benny Storer, Eels, try, no try. Showing real-time downward pressure. Oh. Control seems absent. Well, I replied to him, I think, and on Twitter and said, look, I, the, the rules, it, nothing annoys me more than the control rule I, because there is no control. You don't have to have control to score. Downward pressure. What annoys me is that if, if uh, Junior Paulo is getting up to play the ball there, it's a knock-on. But, yeah, in the end goal, it's a try. So it shits me to tears, but they're the rules. Um, it's a try. Randy Festus says the Dragons' attack somehow got worse than last year. I think it's just the same. That's, that's the same. That's the biggest problem. Yeah. Also, command them in a game without DCE. Well, well it's going to be tough. I haven't really looked at their draw, but they've got Coruscant Walker in, so it's going to be hard times. They're definitely going to need Stewart a lot more than the couple of weeks prior, and Parcel hopefully gets a bit more creative. I hope they, I hope they don't win a game while he's out. <laughs> Loves it. Uh, Adam Stevenson, should the ref make a decision before referring to the bunker? No. No, nah, we just reckon it should go up clean slate. Sandy to give away penalties, Sinbin them, and it should stop them. That's a fair point. So that's all the questions we have. That is the Fast Five done. And your questions will now jump into the reviews of the games from the weekend. And to Ronald Mac Pistachio, sorry, champion, we can't help you with uh, your question, but good work on your highlight from the weekend and what you did on Friday night. Good stuff, champion. Mm. Uh, Boxhead jumping straight in. The first one, Friday, good Friday. The Doggies, 42-12 to 12 over Souths. Uh, it was an absolute bloodbath, let's be honest. Yeah, it was. It was the Rabbitohs' worst performance under Michael Maguire, and uh, they were inept. I don't know how much credit you give the Bulldogs, but you can only play the opposition that's in front of you, and, and they did, and they disposed of the Rabbitohs quite easily. Yeah, well, I thought it was just an absolute bloodbath. They rolled very easily. Yeah, they did get possession. That is fair enough. There was some repeat sets that they generated. It was all South's fault, basically, though. The short turnaround didn't help. No Burgess. You could tell he's their spiritual leader because I thought the pack was dreadful. But after copying that early shellacking, Paul Carter trying to offload, three or four errors in a row. They were 15 from 15 at one point in the Dogs and six from nine Souths. Um, 1,000 metres to 500 at half time. And James Graham had made more metres than all their forwards in the first half. It well, was, the, yeah, the, yeah, the possession was 70-30 at one point during that first half. so you, They didn't help themselves. You're though. never, ever going to win a game like that. No, but you can't just throw the ball away like they did. No, you can't. Um, yeah, I thought Cody Walker, particularly like we said in the second half, was good. Other than that, for South, so there's not many people you can give a rap to. I thought Gresmill's stint wasn't too bad, but he was yeah, in a beaten side, there wasn't too many highlights for them. They really missed Sam, they missed Reynolds, and um, they got they got bulldozed. And this, again, like I said last week, when you look at your ladder for the year, you usually look at the squad and a bit of depth, and if they get a few injuries, they're very light on squad-wise, and I think that showed the other day. Um, Jack Gozlowski almost got a debut, solid player, but, yeah, if, if the few blokes go down, especially if you're missing key blokes, Sam Burgess being the numero uno, big hurt. And I think the other one that stands out for this that we all talk about is Greg Inglis. We expect more. I know the pack didn't go forward, so it's hard for him to get involved, but there's a lot of fans out there a couple of years ago that were laying into me uh, and even you and would saying that Billy Slater's body of work over such a long period of time makes him... The better fullback, and a lot of people. Oh, I think I was probably the one arguing it more because you kept out of it because everyone oh, seemed to. I sound biased, but yeah. I, yeah, I, on a consistency basis, all of a sudden I now, don't take anything I said back, and I think if anything, we're getting proven correct at the moment. Yeah, well, the whole body of work it had zero impact on that game. Yeah, and people are giving excuses. And zero impact on a game 
realistically for I don't know how long. I don't know how long the last time or how long it's been since Greg Nicholas has made, no, made well, me go, wow. People are going to go all the way back to round one again, but it was against the Roosters. They were rolling. This is the issue. When there's a game that yeah, goes... it was one run. It was one yeah, touch of the ball. Yeah, but again, when a game goes in his favour, he gets involved or he does well. When's, when's he stolen a game away or taken a game by the haunches? Uh, and I, just, won, I don't think it's that. I think it's just you want to see him carrying the ball tough and leading his side during tough times. And he just looked like another jersey there on, mm-hmm. on Thursday. And I, I think that's the issue. When you're an elite player... In those scenarios, even if you can't, you're never going to win every game. No. You're not going to be able to get your team over the over the line in every game. But I think it's the effort and the application during the tough times, and the willingness to be seen to be trying, trying to lead them out of trouble. Yeah. And that's the biggest criticism at the moment of Greg Inglis, and I think the fans have got it right. I do, however, think the fans are overreacting because yeah. he is a brilliant talent. He's a great player, uh, but. I, I can definitely see where the questions have been um, asked or why the questions have been asked. Yeah, well, very one-sided from the Bulldogs. Ford pack, brilliant. Imbai, very good again. And Craig Garvey was good. But, yeah, James Graham led from the front. South's terrible week. Short turnaround. Get a couple of players back this week and uh, hopefully they turn things around. They play manly. The Dogs play the Raiders at Belmore. Should be a good game. Friday, the Broncos versus the Cowboys. Best game so far this year. One of the best games I've watched uh, probably since I've been alive, really. Yeah, I, think, I think of a lot of good games of football. That was an absolute cracker. 21-20. These two teams are daylight ahead of everybody. I know it's only a couple of rounds in, but roster-wise, style of play, everything about these two teams, much like last year. I think just ceiling. I, think, I don't think they're both at their best at the moment, but no, they bring the best out in each other, and that was, uh, you know, the evidence was there for everyone to see on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, but, look, I think their ceiling is much higher. Both of their ceilings are much higher than anyone else's. Yeah, well, there's a few decisions that we spoke of. I didn't agree with Gillette's one. I thought that was a try. Um, I thought the forward pass wasn't forward. And then, obviously, the 50-50 on the Jonathan Thurston one, people can go either way. But, yeah, it, it was uncanny how close that was to the grand final all over again as far as the circumstances of the game and the way it panned out. Obviously, flipping the opposite way with the result being the field goal to the Broncos. and uh, Probably the one thing that bothered me on Friday, the amount of people that go, ah, is that redemption? No. No. Winning the, winning the grand final and... Getting two points absolutely pulls apart. Yeah. The Broncos will feel better for the result, obviously, just you know playing that clash and even being the big brother, little well, brother. I'll tell you what's redemption in the fact that until they play the Cowboys again, they're the kingpin. Yeah, basically. And but it's, they it's, don't have a trophy. There's no know. little brother anymore. They're the both game, big The game dogs. last year was for all the cookies. Yeah, but it's all this little brother, big brother. It's not that anymore. They're both big brothers up there. They are monsters. They're yeah, fighting for that title. I, don't so. think, I think that's been gone for years. Yeah, the Cowboys ever since Jordan Thurston's been up there, that, that's that's been dead. I think it's more a Titans Broncos big brother little brother thing now. But uh, it was a brilliant game. It was. What, what more can you say? I I don't know what more to say. Well, Milford Morgan both brilliant. James Roberts that was his best game. Good to see him get involved. McCulloch was good as well. Uh, and also, like we said, Lachlan Curtin, Jason Tamalolo. Wow, mm. what an absolutely outstanding performance. I just think, like we said before, these two teams. You know what I thought was good? Um, I thought Greg Eden was good. Yeah, he had a better game. There's no doubt about that. He had a few scrappy games. He had some to nice touches. Yeah, so the kick returns were pretty. Even decent. Lachlan Moreno had that. Um, he got out of the in goal with the with the with the backward turn. I think Sheck did that a couple of years ago. He um, did the sort of the reverse turn and got out of the in goal. There were just a lot of really good individual players during this game. 
Um, and it, there was never never really a dull moment or a dull period. It was great footy, and both sides deserve to be congratulated. The only other thing I've got to highlight again, people knocked the penalty goal, but Brisbane kicked four, which kept in this contest. So much like the yeah, Dragons. Well, that's the argument that I have about it. You've either got to do it every time or you don't do it at all. Dragons fans whinged last week at one year the game as well. So no, I th- Dragons fans, again, that's the same thing. You've either got to do it all the time. Or yeah, they want your team to get the result or not. But the Broncos took four opportunities, and it made the difference in the end. It got them to go on point. Take those penalty goals away. Cowboys win. And there's a few no tries even in the second half, much like the grand final where they were coming after him. If they get called, they lose by a couple of tries. Yeah. So it was the difference in the end. Wayne Bennett and his team, they like to play that way. They stick to their guns and, uh, yeah, you can't complain. It got you out of trouble. The Broncos play the Titans this week on Friday. Should be a great game. Cowboys go home, look for a bit of vengeance and get two points. They play the Dragons. Speaking of the Titans, a fantastic win against the Raiders. The first half, you'd have to say, was all the Raiders' way. They rolled the ruck. Uh, Titans are quite soft for the middle. Josh Hodgson, he's an absolutely fantastic football player. Set up two great tries. One to Whitehead there with a the, with the nice little dummy he threw to Boydie, and then he threw a dummy and slid through and uh, set up another try. But 18-6 half time, you were thinking it might keep going that way. But the Raiders, as they do, we asked to see them put a team away or put him to the sword. Uh, they didn't do it. Second half, they did what they usually do. Have only little lapses. Frank Paul definitely helped out. But kudos to the Titans again. Halves. Pretty well controlled things nicely. Um, you know, I think both their nines chipped in considering Friend was out and their back row was outstanding again. Yeah, they, they should have left the ground in balaclavas because it's a game they stole. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, Ra- the Raiders were better for 70-odd minutes of the game, uh, but they were poor enough and ill-disciplined enough to give the Titans a chance to steal it. But 15 minutes. Well done. Kudos to the Titans for stealing it. I was wrapped. But, 15 minutes, three tries. Uh, poor discipline, dumb plays, uh, and, you know, Poor defence, I guess. What do you Hodgson, for me, the, the standout was Hodgson. He was he was outstanding. What do you think? Nick Ash Taylor, the halves have been okay for the Titans. No, I think Bird in the back row again. Taylor, those Bird, guys were all yeah, pretty good. Queen's been pretty solid. What about the olive Troy? Um, Perinara said he couldn't see it. Touchy reckons he saw the ball on the ground, sent it to the bunker. They couldn't so see it. So if he saw it on the ground, why didn't Perinara just go with the call? Well, that's why I'm confused in the end here because they kick a big controversy up because we at home look at it, we can't see it on the ground again. So what, what, what do you think was the right call? Well, if the t- I'm with you. If the touchy said he could see it, isn't that what Perinara is supposed to go off? If he someone tells yeah, but him, I, I don't understand what people are bitching about here. I, I don't understand. Oh. If you send it up, how did you expect him to reverse it? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I couldn't see it on the ground. That's what I'm saying. Shouldn't it have backed his touch judge and it's blown it. But this is also the problem with the fact that They've sent it up as We've try. We've got this technology. As soon as they send it up as try, and you can't see it, it's going to stay as a try. Yeah. And the touch he said it hit the ground. So they should have just blown it. Well, and he could have sold it, and they probably, if they, even if they replayed it, and we said we couldn't see it, you probably would have backed him in. That's what I'm getting at. He caused his hoo-ha because everyone's sitting there going, well, I can't see it. Where's this coming from? And as I said before, the more that people watch it, it makes you angry. the more that people form an opinion, so the more frustrated they get. Yeah. Very tough by them. Three tries in the last 15 minutes. Hopefully... Uh, Roberts isn't out too long, but if not, they've got a ex-schoolboy, like I said, Brisbane Broncos schoolboy, Cameron Cullen, former under-20s under player. Got a pretty decent pedigree. He's in line for a debut. So 
Uh, Nathan Friend returns as well for them. Hopefully not too much trouble. Canberra, another one they've let go two weeks in a row. They won their first two games that they probably shouldn't, and now they've dropped two that they should have won. Mm. So continuing on that trend, but they get their halves back supposedly this week. They play the Dogs, Titans play the Broncos. Saturday, the Roosters lose to Manly 22-20. Very tough contest. They were scrappy but spirited. Both teams, you know, there was plenty of errors. It was a bit of a messy game, but this is one of the better ones considering, you know, some of the other games were quite dull. Yeah. Um, I thought these two went after each other. But it was a little things, again, that cost the Roosters. Latrell made a couple of couple of errors. There was some stuff for their forwards. Again, Kane Evans dropping one straight away in their own half and handing the footy over. Uh, it all added up, and basically that they blew the bit of the lead that they had. There was 14 points in six minutes for Manly to come back after the Roosters had things 16-8. And under tough circumstances, I must admit, I didn't think Manly would too crash up, but to lose Bureau straight out with a broken hand, Cherry Evans probably for the last half hour, and they went into that game without Lawrence, without Tapau, without Matawai. Um, you, you got to say, it was, it was a tough win for them, and they'd be very happy with that two points. Tough win. Yeah, but, tough win. But oh, it was just a game that flowed in streaks of momentum. It sort of seemed like one side of kick away, peg back, kick away, peg back. Hmm. For me, the decisive play, well, yeah, there was no, two. Sure. Um, obviously, Cherry Evans going off. I thought Manly was shot. So for them to win mm. under those circumstances, as you said, and without a recognised half in the five-eight role in Dylan Walker, uh, for them to find points during that period of time is credit to them, or credit more to their application and their toughness. As you said, it was a tough win. Um, and yeah, the other one obviously was the Orbison no try. I thought it was it was clearly he was on side and should have been a try. Um, so in that regard, I think the Roosters fans can feel aggrieved, but. Uh, yeah, it was a 50-50 game. Manly were just better at the back end. Yeah, well, no one really quite... I think the one who deserves a, a rap later on, I thought Mateo would come on, and he's a bit rocks and diamonds, but... He had he, an impact. He kind of stepped in there and did the kind of job they needed without Cherry Evans being a non. Um, and, yeah, they got the win there. Hard done by the Roosters, maybe, but Sean Kennedy, I thought he was very good. And him and Ferguson on that edge were probably their best two weapons. Tokiaho, the standout for the forwards again, but... It's not getting any easier for them, that's for sure. No. Uh, no no win, no one's still coming back. Boyd Cordner gave some good news the other night saying they'd expect to back up about round eight, which is about three or four weeks earlier than what was originally thought. Well, that's so good. If they get Cordner and Pierce as being, what was that? That was eight round weeks. Round nine. So, so he's back against Newcastle round nine. they're back basically around the same time, you'd hope to think that things start to take a bit more shape with Hastings having him next to him, Cordner in the side. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but tough for them. And Manly, it gets hard. They play Souths this week. Third week in a row with a short turnaround and injuries again affecting. Look, and I, I was very critical of uh, Barrett Walker at the start of the year, but I think moving Walker on alongside to first receiver and just having him run or pass, just giving him a simple yeah, mentality, simple is, is going to work as long as they've got Cherry Evans there. So that's now not going to work. So I'm interested in what him and Barrett's sort of going to work out now. So he's, he's been tested early in his coaching career, that's for sure. No doubt about it. And the Roosters, they're going to be playing the Warriors, but... The Penny Panthers, they played the Dragons on Sunday. Dragons jagged the win, 14-12. A tough game, but a low one, to be honest. It was very scrappy. Both teams were absolutely terrible inside 20. You wonder what they do all week sometimes, honestly. It was bad. Very sideways. Uh, a lot of relying on kicks. No ruck speed. Inside balls. It was just boring as batshit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Josh Dugan was the difference. Penrith's attack. After watching them be so flamboyant, offloading uh, and loose the week before, they were... A shadow of themselves. They came out there with a totally different game plan. So, uh, and the Dragons weren't much better. They just had Josh Dugan. Yeah, basically, and their forward. They, 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 so they're twenty fifteen Dragons again, same side, basically. basically. 
No. Uh, even though I think Widops had a scrappy start of the year and Macron's patched in for a few weeks for Benji, but they won it simple through their middles again. Uh, they were so boring, but coming one out, but Penrith Ruck was disgraceful. Their middle defence was awful. They let the Dragons roll. They grabbed enough points, and like we said, Josh Dugan was basically the only highlight, but uh, Penner, if they get more than back this week, does that make a difference? Well, not if your ruck defense is terrible and your forwards don't do their job. Mm. The dragon side of things, it's like I said, it's twenty fifteen all over again. If their attack doesn't change, it's going to get the same result. Yeah. But I don't think it's enough to get them the eight this year. So I don't think so either. Yeah, hard for them. But yeah, Josh Dugan, absolutely outstanding. I will give a rap to DeBellin as well. He had a bit of a chunder there, but fifty tackles, played hard, rain killed the ruck. For Penrith, I thought Matungi and Campbell Gillard were pretty good. Yeah. yeah, not many other highlights for them. They play the Eels, Battle of the West this weekend, so that's a tough game. Eels especially will test them through the middle. We know that, and their defense is just as good as the Dragons, if not better this year. Uh, the Dragons, hard time for them. They will play the Cowboys. They will be tough, but it's going to take a lot more to stop a Cowboys side that are an absolute machine when it comes to attack. The Warriors, 40 points to 18 over Newcastle. First half you got the feeling they're just going to do what we said in round one. If anyone can lose a game, they should win. It is the Warriors. 12 at half-time, Newcastle, as they do, showed some resilience, but with so many players in their side that are teething and learning how to play first grade, the Warriors come out second half and did what you'd expect and what you want to see, which is pushing numbers. Uh, they got that tribe just before half-time, pushing the numbers, where Gubb tipped the ball on to Madalena and they scored. They established dominance. I thought Tavaga lit a fire under Luke's backside because he was basically outplaying him. And then when he came back on, he started playing a bit more direct and, and grabbed himself a try. And then you got the bloke who we all wanted to see, which is Sean Johnson, run the football a lot more and create some serious confusion for a very young and inexperienced uh, Newcastle side. I don't know whether it was a good a win as what no. people are going to make out. No but, way. Uh, there were some good signs. The Warriors' biggest problem is their dumb penalties and dumb errors. Tell you who's really... They look so good. They look so good when they just stick to a simple game plan, push through the middle of the field, play fast, play direct. They look good. But they, the problem is they can't stick to it. I tell you, it torched him a lot, and it really frustrated me because he's usually the smart one. Mannering hand on the ball, ridiculous. Just every time. But also just... Uh, Solomon Carter gave away three penalties just laying in a ruck yeah. early in the tackle, looking at the referee and then getting up and swearing in frustration. I thought, well, mate, it's the third time it's happened. Second time it's happened. Mm-hmm. I mean... Put some cracker shots on. Yeah, I get all that, yeah. but it's just stupidity, and that's why they're struggling to win games. You can't piggyback opposition teams down the field. And people out there, again, this is what happens, like we said. Two of us are been working his absolute backside off, but that's what happens when you get him some clean rucks. Well, he, still didn't, he still didn't get it. Nah, but get he set one up, and he made a couple of line breaks. That's what happens yeah. when he gets some better ball where they're not drifting sideways, and they've actually created Any, some Anyone dominance. that's criticising him doesn't know Lee. Yeah, kidding yourself. He's had 20-plus carries every game and leads the metres again. He's working his backside off, and it's only going to get better better for him and he's only going to be more effective the better they play through the middle third of the field but Newcastle it's just same thing every week teething kids learn how to play football it's hard for them to put 80 together uh, I thought Sam Matalora was probably one that stood out early on the halves forced a couple of repeats but they just got ran over in the second half Yeah, hard times ahead Mamo gets dropped and Mataudia comes back this week um, yeah there's not a lot more they can do Corey Dennis got a reality check obviously got the dream debut but a lot harder this week over there in New Zealand, so it doesn't get much easier. They're going to play Melbourne off the back of that loss, and Craig Bellamy was absolutely fuming, so you think that's going to be a hard one to go down to Melbourne, short turnaround, come back from New Zealand. The Warriors, they come over here to play the Roosters, so see what happens in that one. But the Eels we spoke about before, 8-0 over the Tigers, not a crash-hot game. Uh, I think both sides were guilty of poor set finishes. 
slow rucks. The ref didn't really police that too well. And, yeah, fifth tackle options were very poor, but a win's a win. There was lots of errors in this game. And uh, I tell you what, the Eels, I have to give a wrap. That overcome a lot. Semi dislocated his finger early. Mano went off with a shoulder problem. Wicks got his face busted. And Paula had to pass a concussion test. So they had a lot of hurdles thrown in front of him this game, plus four and dealing with his hemi. And Bo Scott has been playing injured as well. Um, yeah, it was ugly. They found a way, though. That's the main thing. And the oh, best, their defence is outstanding. Best thing is... And their resilience. As bad as the Tigers' attack was, they forced them to put that duck egg up. And there was some frustration from Tigers players from poor set pieces. I didn't think the, their attack was that bad. I think the, the Eels' defence just... Was that good? Got them out of rhythm, yeah, and it is very good. But they were... There was no doubt they were very good, but, yeah, I think... They overcame a lot. You're going to take the two points. Well, they've overcame a lot and uh, overcome a lot in the last three weeks. Mm. Well, they've had a lot going going their way, have they? Really? Yeah, Junior Pullo was fantastic. I thought uh, Kenny Edwards again off the bench. Mau, the halves direct things. Norman didn't have as much space this week, uh, but they still directed things around fairly well. And the other one who was really good was Michael Gordon. He was very very good the other day on the Tigers side of things. I thought Suaso Su had a good game. And Arbor, see him on a final. Sue's uh, playing really well. But, yeah, the, the standout for them was definitely Tedesco. The try-savers, the amount of efforts he put in to get on the ball, he was very good. But their halves had a bit more frustration the other day. They, they tried to put a few kicks in. They got a bit desperate for points. And Woods, and, Woods and Sue look the only two really to get an offload for the Tigers. Yeah. They and were... with Tedesco sniffing around, they need to try and do that a little bit more, mm. um, particularly in yardage. Because yesterday I thought they struggled to make yards coming out of their own end. Yeah. Well, the Eels name basically the same side this week, but we have to see what happens with Ma'u. He's on report twice there. Uh, they play the Panthers this week. The Tigers, hard game for them. They are at home, but they're going to play the Sharkies, so not easy for them. Speaking of the Sharks, a great win and a grubby one and a very tough ground-out one. 14-6 over the storm. Very ugly bash and crash, but full credit to them. They met Melbourne from the word go. Uh, they kind of reminded me. I was trying to think in my head, and it just slipped past me, but... It was it was sharks of old basically. You've had a concussion. Yeah, man. I've had a concussion. I had a team I was going to compare into, but it's completely lost me. But the bash and crash is very sharks of old school, and they only had Carney there, but they just basically ground you into the floor, tried to beat the crap out of you and tenderise you, force as much pressure, errors, and frustration on you, and drag you into the dirt, and just grab a few tries basically. Yeah. And I thought last night they did exactly that. They got a million repeat sets. They won the penalty count. They grubbed it up. They frustrated Melbourne and just basically beat into a pulp the whole eighty minutes. Basically, yeah, basically. It was a tough game to watch. Uh, Melbourne, I thought, did well to compete for as long as they did. The way they played, they were, they were pretty poor. Uh, I thought the Sharks' discipline also kept Melbourne in the game. Yeah, they did Their give discipline us was, a was lot poor. of chances in the second half, didn't they? Um, so, look, I, I, I don't think the Sharks were that great. I think they should have put Melbourne away a lot easier. Uh, but in saying that, Melbourne... When they do get beat, they never go down easy. So, no. uh, and and they're just so, they're both that sort of style of a team where they're it's going to get ugly if they um, if they're both off their game. So uh, because they rely so much on that grind and, and laying the platform for those set plays, but it just wasn't there last night. And I didn't think many of the halves had a really good game. Uh, I, I, the hookers didn't really have an impact. Neither did the fullbacks. It was very it's just a scrappy sort of middle game and. Uh, you know, that's just and that, that's that's the sharks, isn't it? Like you said, at Ramondas especially, they drag teams in and spit them out. Yeah, well, I thought the it's going to yeah. Some people might find it biased, uh, biased but I think it's stupid. I thought the Will Chambers Sinbin was a joke. Said he put his hand on the ball. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He got off early enough. He got square. It was just dropped. So that was quite frustrating. 
the full credit to Melbourne. Well, I thought, if anything, the Corabiti one should have been a similar yeah, exactly. for the trip and the fact that it was more of a professional foul than what the yeah. Chambers one was. Chambers one was an accident. Corabiti's one was deliberate. Yeah, but full credit to them. They withstood that and scored first after being under the gun so much. But uh, that was where the highlights ended after Kafusi scored. They just got whacked all night. And like I said, I thought Cooper Cronk, it was just disgraceful. He was absent. He did none of the kicking. He had no involvement. That right edge was n- never there. Black Green basically had to run the whole show. Mm. Munster didn't have much opportunity because the pack wasn't going forward. Um, yeah, picking people out, I thought probably Munster, Felice Kafusi had a pretty good game, but there wasn't a lot to call to there for Melbourne. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of highlights at all, but on the Sharks side yeah, of things... Kafusi was good off the bench. Benny Barber, I think that's one of his best games. He was very, very good. Thought Jack Bird again, getting early ball, looks very dangerous, and Chad Townsend had a pretty good game, so... Well, Jack Bird was given that, uh, the Storm's left edge of Bath, that isn't even enough ball. He just kept running around Togo, didn't yeah. he? They had the mismatch with a much bigger man I'm out not there. sure why the Sharks didn't go there more. Mm. Well, they got the Munster, Tigers. Mun- well, Munster was a standout for Melbourne. Yeah, oh, he just busts his backside, doesn't he? And he's very tough. He cops a fair bit, but he just, just keeps going. Bromwich again. Yeah, I didn't think it was his crash shot. I thought McLean had a good first stint, but he got a bit of a knock, and poor Curtis Scott broke his leg, so hard times in the outside backs. Well, Curtis Scott, toughest man in rugby league, he's he's probably run 100 metres after he's broken his leg. He played a fair bit extra, a wow. couple, couple of sets, so good on him. But uh, Sharkies, they got the Tigers this week away. Hopefully get themselves another win on the board. The Storm, Newcastle, back at home. But that wraps up our Fast Five. The questions to you all you guys and uh, obviously done the reviews and the matches there but before we join Mr Gossett Rugby League Coaching Manual as we mentioned last week if you are a Rugby League coach you have many different jobs some include being a teacher a mentor a leader a counsellor and a drill sergeant one of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players if you are there to get the best out of your players who is there to get the best out of you as a coach that's Rugby League Coaching Manual They are providing coaching education material for rugby league coaches since 1993 through our flagship publication, Coach Talk, our DVDs and drill books. All of this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and hundreds of videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to access to the RLCM library of articles and videos, members also receive access to online courses and invitation to their monthly coaching webinar plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. Brock, you would heavily endorse Rugby League Coaching Manual, being someone who's written for them and obviously knowing a lot about the content, like we said last week, good for junior coaches, coaches of all levels, and uh, there's some absolute quality stuff on there. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Fully endorsed. There you go. So Rugby League Coaching Manual and obviously Kaizen Sports. Brock's involved with that one. Keep your eyes out for them. They're running some academy and upskilling there for players in between the 12s and 17s, I believe. Yep. Yep. Uh, that should all be on their website. Kaizen, just Google Kaizen yep. Sports Performance or have a look at them on uh, Facebook. Yep. Kaizen Sports Performance. Kaizen spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N. Kaizen Sports Performance there. You can get coached by Boxhead himself. But Fast Five done. Questions done. Reviews. We now move on to Mr. Gossip. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And he had a lot of chocolate and I'm guessing a lot of alcohol on the weekend as well. Welcome back, Mr. Gossip. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah, I did. I had 
I had both, yeah, for sure. Did you, I don't reckon anyone had more than me on the weekend. Oh, I don't know. I, I had a fair bit as well. It was a good time. Mm. Gossip, mate. What's <laughs> cooking? Not much, uh, much happening in the world? Much in the mailbag? Yeah, there is a bit here. Well, so we'll, we'll start with the Cowboys. I think you guys might have touched on it uh, last week uh, when I wasn't here. Um, look, it, it appears that the Cowboys can only keep Tama or Coop. Um, Cowboys fans seem pretty split on this on social media. Uh, but look, it'd be interesting if, if the Dragons uh, do sign Coop, what happens to Dugan? Um, I'll put the question to you, boys. Uh, if you're at the Cowboys, who do you keep, Tamo or Coop? Tamo. I'd get Coop. And I like Tamo, but I think with, even though Scott's probably older and... and they're ready to go. Yeah, not really. I don't think he's ready to go just yet. Watched him in the 20s last year. So I think, I think he's a hell of a player. Going to the Dragons, what's going to happen with Dugan? I don't really care about the Dragons, because wouldn't be letting go. I think they've got Tamalolo, Lowe, Cooper, Scott for a couple more years, Bolton and Hennett they're going to be able to keep on the cheap, and they've got Cohen Hess. I think they've got enough there to patch up their forward pack. But if Coop disappears right now, Pongia is still very, very slight. I think he's got a year or two to go before he's physically ready to play in the NRL. Right, well, in that case, where do you play Lachlan Coop? You're going to play him as a half. Well, if you moved him on to the Dragons, I'd probably be looking to play him as a half. You couldn't move Dugan, surely. But they've overloaded way too much in the outside backs. We've said this previously. They've got Ake and Mataudia, Dugan trying to play there. They brought Mann to play fullback, and then you bring Lachlan Coote over. Uh, I think if Benji's going to go, you'd prefer to keep Benji. Well, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have Benji in the halves than Coote. Yeah, well, I think Coote can do I think Coote's a great fullback, and this is probably uh, swings to your argument in that Coot's probably suited to stay in North Queensland. Yeah, I think they're um, going to come... But then again, you've got to shed some, don't you? Because they've won a comp. Yeah, I think they have to come to some kind of ground. They're talking three years that he wants and a bit more money. I think they offered two and a bit less. If I was Coot, he got overs when Elliot was there, I'd take two years for less. Yeah, well, this, so, is, this is the other thing for Coot. Is it a football decision or is it a money decision? Football decision, he stays in North Queensland. Yeah, with a gun. Money sorry. decision... He goes to the Dragons, or he goes to whoever's going to give him best best price. Well, on the flip for the Dragons, again, you're hearing that they're also in for Kiri, and I'm pretty sure Gossip has mentioned that to us before, that they're, they're pretty heavy on there, and they're talking very big money well, he's on the uh, nose for the him, and that the Rabbits might want to push him out. And the Souths are very keen um, to get rid of Kiri, because they want Mitchell Moses, so they might be trying to push him out the door as well. Wow. Wow. That's... Yeah. Quite surprising, and I thought they were just going to upgrade Walker because Walker's on fairly light money. I was hearing that he was going to get, you know, maybe two fifty three something on the lower end of the half scale because he hasn't been too. Let's be honest, I thought he was one of their better players on on uh, the shellacking they copped on Friday. But yeah, that, that's quite surprising to meet the price tag they're talking for Moses. His form has been good, but yeah, I didn't didn't see that one coming. One that's been asked of me on social media the past couple of weeks is about James Segiaro. Um he did have a blue apparently with Anthony Griffin um, over the Christmas break and Seguiero uh, was in talks with South all the very early stage of talks but apparently they've um, patched things up and Seguiero is looking to stay so um, <clears throat> Penrith definitely miss him at the moment that's for sure I think at the moment he doesn't have much pulling power the way he played last year um, if he's heading into a contract negotiation right now the last thing I'd be doing is burning bridges if I was CEO. I'm sure Clubs would be interested, but he had a very down 12 months. Uh, he needs to get back on the field, I think, and put some good performances together. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd... And if you fight, especially people... considering that I think Wallace is. The sides look better with Wallace at nine than what they did with Seguiara. And even last year. Just, oh, just based on this year. I had murmurs here with one of the ones again that wasn't so happy with Cleary, and now you're hearing he's having blues with Griffin as well. If uh, he's cracking unrest and he's not playing good football and he can't stay on the field, it's not good. No. Well, it's definitely not going to bump his value up. No. Yeah. 
Him and Dave Taylor form the biggest back row pair of all time. All the NRL rejects. Land of the Giants. One edge for Dave, one edge for well, T-Rex. Who, who, buys him, who buys him in the NRL? No one for the price he's asking. They were talking about Melbourne. They tried to offload him to Newcastle and even Nathan Brown's like, we've got money, but they're not that stupid. We're not yeah, picking that contract no up. No way. So, yeah, right now he would be on a lot less than the five or 600 he reportedly got. Melbourne. Bill me or offer him 100. Tell him he has to be a bricky during the week. Have to be a bricky in the off-season. Yeah, hard enough. He ain't taking that. No, he won't. No, nah, but he going. should. If he wants to be a better footballer, that's exactly where he should well, be. Well, he's already coming out. Hasla hasn't really helped him. He's been hailing praising the dogs in the early rounds. You can tell it's contract time and he doesn't have many offers because yeah. he's trying to sow himself some money out there. I know they've got third parties, but I wouldn't be giving him anywhere near what he got last time. It'd be a massive pay cut for him to be staying, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Help him around. You, you, you tie up um, most of them by a bit longer, don't you? Yeah, oh, mate. That's just been... We spoke about that before. It's just been dragging on forever. You're waiting for that one to get a done deal. Uh, I'll tell you what, if I was Melbourne and the Cooper Cronk thing wasn't going down, I'd be pushing the envelope there for him. Well, that's what I'm thinking. If the dogs that's don't get thinking. it done. There's a lot, of, a lot of different angles here, depending on which way the chess pieces move. So, if I'm Canterbury, they need to get them by locked up ASAP. Yeah. And let the rest fall into place because if if Melbourne come in and pull the rug from under them, what do they do then? Yeah, well, there's a lot of talk yeah, last year. Shot. There was a lot of talk last year. Melbourne involved, and you know things wouldn't go any further. But yeah, the longer this goes on, and the and the poorer the comp plays, like there's a lot of things in play here that behind the scenes there'd be discussions going on. So yeah, well, they think it's already a done deal. It's just got to be. Uh, and also, I think Melbourne are going to be thinking about the probability that Cronk stays. Like, I mean, they they know. Like, is he going to? They they'd have to get a decent read on what way he's leaning. So, if they think he's leaning towards leaving, then you'd be making a big yeah, play. Well, Blake thing, Green's waiting on Cronk as well. Everyone's yeah, waiting. Right. The whole market's basically hinged on that move. Yeah. Which is affecting his performance, obviously. No, he's been terrible. It is, yeah. And like I said, I'm never biased to my own team, but last night he was absent. He did absolutely well, that, and that's nothing. that's the thing. That, well, it affects his performance, but it also affects Melbourne's willingness to sign him if he's playing like that. Well, for the money, so the years after. So, yeah, it's, it's all interesting. It all plays a part. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up the gossip. Champ, onto the tips, and uh, obviously the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Forget the tab. They're living in the past. You can bet live with InPlay with WilliamHill.com. You don't have to ring up and say those confusing names. You can do it on your phone, Brock. How good is that for a degenerate It's hunter? terrible because last night I won some money on the Sharks 1-12. to 12, And you put and it... then I rolled it over on some satellite tennis match where yeah. a bloke was a dollar one. Cop that. He was up a dollar. He was a dollar one. He was up one set. And he was up 4-2 on serve in the second set. And he lost... So I lost me 50. And little did Brock know Shit. that a betting espionage ring in the Czech Republic had a oh, gun to his head and a duffel bag with half a mil and the change heads for him to throw the match for the third Never have I ever seen a $1.01 pop go down like that. Yeah, well, let me tell you, he got a nice duffel bag, more cash than he ever saw in his life, wow. and the betting ring got 13 to 1. So. I just thought, why, why was I so foolish? I could have had Golden State today, and that was the easiest money I would have ever made. Yeah, you blew it. Idiot. You blew it! Idiot! Alright <laughs> Tips last week Gossip Me and you We both got four Brock he got six uh, he's, Oh Jesus 
He skipped away here. He's got 21, and we're both yeah. battling on 18. You guys have been playing in the D League while I wasn't allowed, allowed to tip. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I did the rundown a couple of years ago, so what's your mouth? What rundown? Yeah, wow. Mate, second year, I did the rundown and won the whole thing. You two were fighting, and I was off by about four or five at the end of the year. The first year you won. Good on you. Yeah, I won it easy. Well, you're back year. in here. It's one apiece. In, in the three-way battle, Gossip's the only one who's yet to win yet. He beat me individually once on his own, the jerk. That's not an illegitimate title. Yeah, it is. Did he win last year? No, I won last year. He's won only had three years. Oh, I don't bloody remember. We'll have to backtrack. I'm, I'm drugs, I'm, this is my job for the week. I'm going to figure out who won the initial two. You're playing for Collingwood. I'm fine. I know who won the initial two. I'm <laughs> <laughs> playing for Collingwood. I don't know nothing about that terrible game. Oh, Never wow. speak of that again on this show. <laughs> All right. Well, the tips. The first match of the round. It is Thursday night. It's the Seagulls versus South Sydney. They're on another short turnaround. Daily Cherry Evans missing from the side. Coruscant starts at halfback. Brown... And Starling, they're on the bench. Matai's back. Lawrence is back. Uh, and Tapao's back as well. And Bura is obviously out with his broken hand. They get Burgess Brothers back. Sam and Tom on the south side of things. Um, looking at their lineup just with those two and the fact they were awful last week and they've had a nice long break compared to Manly. I'm going to be going with the Bunnies. Yeah, I'm going the Bunnies. Bounce back and they don't have a half. And... Coruscant's not a half. And Dylan Walker, I think that was just starting to work. It was, they were just starting to work each other out. Yeah, he's running Him and Cherry Evans, and I think he's going to be a little bit lost without him. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the Rabbitohs will, like you said, bounce back. In fact, I think they'll pump them. It's um, disappointing that Dylan Cherry Evans isn't playing. It might have made a bit no, of a not. contest, but uh, the, the Bunnies will give them a home. Yeah, I think Brock was quite happy to see him go off. He's, no, I wasn't. I don't want to see anyone get injured. He had his voodoo doll. There was a little bit of... His line. There was just a little bit of karma. He, he, he twisted the ankle on In the, the way that things have gone for Manly at the start of this year, after all the... Yeah, the draw. ...backdoor deals they did last year to stab the Titans in the back. Yeah. Look, he's up the top, Manly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're missing out, we might, not, we might not be at the end of the year, but anyway. I'll enjoy it while it lasts. When do they play Titans, Manly? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. Good fanship there, but the odds from William Hill, they agree with us. South's other favourites, $1.67, 220 about Manly, minus two and a half is the line on that game there. Speaking of the Titans, equal first on the ladder at the moment and playing another side that's equal with the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> They're playing at Rabina on Friday night. Uh, looking at things for them this week, Tyron Roberts has been named, so obviously that injury wasn't too bad. Friend returns after having a rest from the concussion. And no, the, he just had to work a Saturday shift on the bricks. Yeah, good times. Well, they rested him from concussion. They've got an extended bench. Cameron Cullen. At least we do the right thing by concussion. Young under-20s player, former Australian schoolboy at the Brisbane Broncos. He's in line to make his debut if uh, Tyrone Roberts pulls out. On the Brisbane side of things, Jack Reed and Corey Oates return. Miranda and Eden out. Oh, wow. I love Corey Oates. I'm going the Broncos. No, oh, Broncos should win. But I won't have a bet on the Titans. They're four dollars. Good times. Yeah, just four dollars. Yeah, look, I, it's a no-brainer to me that Brisbane win if they play well, but the Titans underrated, I think. But I'm tipping Brisbane. Yeah, they've, they've got fighting in them, Titans. I know, I know in rugby league we use the, the term grind a lot, probably a bit too much, but, but they are a grinding team, the Titans. They just, they just fight to the death, and that's what you want from your footy side. Yep. Um, they might have the skill and the clan bites from Brisbane, but they'll, they'll put it to them. So you're going to the Bronx? <laughs> I talked them up. No, I'm going to go to the Broncos. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. Like I said, you, you can't take it away from the Titans, but yeah, this is a different test well, at if home. Penrith, if Penrith are good enough to beat them, 
then I think the Gold Coast are. If the Brisbane are off their game. Yeah, I don't think Brisbane are throwing the jab this no, week after the way they I'm played last week. If they're off their game a little bit in the Titans' yeah, play yeah, well. Especially if Roberts is out after the they... first few weeks and you've got a debutante well, halves. I think $6, it's... 1 to 12, I'll take that. But I, think, bank. I think it's hurt time if Cullen has to debut this week against Brisbane. Just a little tenner. In a derby. Yeah, well, fair I enough. Won't, I, won't back, I won't back race one at Randwick and I'll have a little tenner on the Titans instead. There you go. <laughs> you can borrow that one off Cardi. He owes you a ten. Yeah, he owes me about... 2010s. Yeah, good time. So the odds for WilliamHill.com, $4 about the Titans, $1.25 for the Broncos, a massive line of uh, minus 12 here. Speaking of that tough performance again, said it last week, if they're going to keep getting ousted like this, the 12.5 start at $1.82. Good multi-value there. 1 to 12, Brock likes the Titans at $6. Uh, if you think it's a tight one, Brisbane, like three oh five. I like the odds. You do like the odds. Just have a crack, son. But, right. but I think 99 times out of 100, we get beat. Yeah. Well, Saturday night, we move on. It is the Melbourne Storm with a couple of outside back issues. At the moment, they've named Marika. I have no idea why, because if he doesn't get suspended, they're on drugs. But mind you, Josh Reynolds avoided about three or four charges. He was tripping like it was a new sport. Um, we've got Ben Hampton filling in the centres after Curtis Scott broke his leg. Jeremy Hawkins, Chase Blair, both <laughs> unavailable as well. So if Cora Beatty is out. I'm guessing Richie Kenner probably comes on a wing there. The rest of the side unchanged. Newcastle, Sandy Mataudia returns. Jake Memo gets dropped back to New South Wales Cup. They always seem to give us trouble. I don't think we were too crash hot, but we're back at home. Bellamy would absolutely shellack them. Um, it's a short so. turnaround for you. This is ridiculous. The Knights go from playing in New Zealand to playing in Melbourne yeah. on a five-day turnaround. Well, they're both and Melbourne five. go from playing... The Sharks. Cronulla down to Melbourne. So it's actually easier for Melbourne and easier to still turn the same It's still ridiculous, yeah. So, Look, I, this is my second value bet of the week. I, I'm going to back the Knights. I'm not going to tip the Knights, but I'm going to I'm going to have a bet on the Knights at $6. I thought Melbourne were awful last night. Um, they've got outside back issues. And the Knights, to me, they're playing in patches. They're not playing can't awful. Can't play for 80, that's why I can't mean, play. And, and just historically, they do give Melbourne trouble. Don't they? They, do they, they beat them twice last year. Yeah. We rolled over last year. I think six of our losses were teams that were occupying last. At the just, just, so. I'm just going to have another tenner. Just another tenner <laughs> on Newcastle at six. I'll tell you what, you're not going to have a bit much on the horses if you keep throwing these no, tenners. It's only twenty dollars. Wow. Jeez, I'll be having two hundred on the races. It's championships day one. Wow. Stop me. Out of control. <laughs> what about you, Gossip? You think Storm or Newcastle? Well, I read an article today where Bellamy said that it's the worst defeat he's been associated with the Storm. So love it. Um, wow. Yeah. Love I'm it. Back in the storm heavily. Maybe I'll save me ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he should withdraw on that one. If he's that angry, like I said, he'll be given a pasting. I seriously hope. I've said it before. He takes Cronk into a dark room and just beats the crap out of him, and it's just straight out. <laughs> he should seriously put a ghetto stomp on him. But William Hill agreed. They've got the storm heavy favourites. A dollar thirteen favourite at home. Newcastle six bucks minus sixteen and a half. That's a huge line. Right there, Brock likes him. Maybe to jag one, you can have a ten on the one to twelve if you want, mate. Seven fifty with Willem Hill for Newcastle. So, yeah, good times. Saturday again, the first of three games was that Melbourne. One. The second one is the Tigers versus the Sharks. Uh, in the past, from memory, this is usually a pretty scrappy contest, especially with the Tigers players seem to be trending to head to Cronulla for a few years well, there. I watched, a, uh, I watched the trial. I think it was three or four weeks ago at Campbelltown. I was there for a couple of junior rep games. Uh, it was thirty all. Mm. I've, I have absolutely no no idea in this game. I, if if Jason Taylor could work out his hookers and just pick a team, 
Uh, I'd, I'd have much more faith, and I'd probably pick the Tigers, but I'm going to back the Sharks. Well, he's moved Dean Hallitauer back to the back row. Chris Lawrence comes back in. Robbie yeah. Farrar is starting at nine. That's so named. Lovett and Josh Alloway go back to the bench. Jack Buchanan's 18th man with Manaya Charrington there. Looking at this, he's probably going to get rid of Manaya, keep the extra forward. That's what I'd be thinking. And on the Sharks side, and of then things, what? So Farrar plays a full 80. No, he probably shares with Hallitauer if he needs a bit of a break, if they're not worried about it. He's, they're worried about his fitness. He's an 80-minute player. Yeah, they've got a four-bench full of forwards. So agree, if mate. they're worried about his fitness, which they, he's excused this week, That's what I'm saying. You can't pick they would move Hallitauer to play in the back row and they'd drop him off because yeah, they could just... You can't pick to play 10 minutes. No, that's what I'm saying. So it's you ridiculous. punt him, move Hallitauer, and if he needs 10 or 20. Yeah, but if it was just common sense and things that Jason Taylor understood, he would have done it last weekend, wouldn't he? Well, tell he, me the last. He didn't have Chris Lawrence, so he picked NRL an extra coach to name three hookers. Well, technically, Halatau three players to play hooker, and he was short. Halatau, Farah, and Cherrington yeah. without an injury. Lawrence was out. And tell got, me yeah. who was the last coach. Lawrence was out, and they had a light squad. That's my only excuse. But tell me the last coach well, who's the back row? hooker three times without an injury. Who's the other back row they're picking? What do you mean? They're short last of, week they didn't have Chris Lawrence last week. They didn't yeah, have another back row, so he obviously started with Halatau in there. Moved him to the back but row nine. to cover for the fact that he didn't have anyone else. Gave Farrah his little stint, and he did waste the Charrington spot. But they've so basically he's moved covered. a back rower into hooker. They it makes no sense, mate. Yeah, it makes no ridiculous. sense at all. But this week, they've got Hallitau there back in the back row. So I'm guessing, with the extra forward name, they're going to punt Charrington. Yeah, you're guessing. And roll Hallitau. That's exactly what we're all doing. Hmm. Gallon's back for the Sharks, and Jared Beale drops off the bench. Uh, even with a bit of a short turnaround for the Sharks, I'm going to be backing them this week Sharks. at Campbelltown. So, Agreed. Uh, yeah, you kind of seen what you expect from the Tigers. Two good weeks, everyone jumped on the bandwagon, and then two poor performances in a row now, two losses. So I think the Sharks will get What do you angry. reckon, Gossip? Sorry, I've, I've gone off on my Jason Taylor rant there. Sure has. <laughs> I'm actually going to get on the Tigers, boys, at Campbelltown at home. The Sharks really didn't impress me that much against the Storm. The Storm were just dreadful. Um, and the Sharks were really physical against Melbourne. Uh, coming up a short turnaround, I think they're going to be battered and bruised. Um, so I'm going to go the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a 50-50 game. Yeah, well, two dollars fifteen with William Hill. If you like the Tigers, gossip a dollar seventy about the Sharks. Minus two and a half is the line. You expect a tight contest. If you think of one to twelve, three eighty-five for the Tigers, three twenty-five for the Sharkies. But Saturday wraps up up there in Townsville. It is the Cowboys versus the Dragons. Finally, their streak of being the same 1-17 to for eight weeks consecutive is over. Kane Leonard is out with a shoulder injury. Jarvid Bowen, the nephew of Matty Bowen, he's debuting in the centres. Very capable player. Uh, he's had to bide his time for a couple of years, waiting for an opportunity, but I don't think this changes anything for them, whether he plays in the centres or Winnerstein goes in. They're a fantastic side. The Dragons, Benji Marshall comes back. Josh McCrone is out. He's 18th man. They can't attack. Sure, they can defend, but it's at Townsville. Cowboys are way too good. Cowboys will score 30. Cowboys. Dragons will be lucky to score 12. Boom. Yeah, I agree with you, boys. They'll be hurting after that close loss to oh, Brisbane. They'll be uh, filthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So well, the last time they had a loss, they came out and beat the Roosters 40 0. It's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. No, but the the Dragons won't roll over like the Roosters did. No. Don't worry about that. But the Cowboys are just absolutely hammering my, my whole issue is, is that the Dragons can't attack. No, they can't attack. Simple. And they're going to get a lot more thrown at them by this fantastic side that has great cohesion despite that one change. Their spine, uh, probably close to the best in the comp, you'd have to say at the moment, been absolutely fantastic. The Cowboys and $1.20. With WilliamHill.com, 4.55 about the Dragons, minus 12.5, massive line there. Uh, if you do like the shellacking, 13 plus for the Cowboys, it's $1.91. 
If you like the 12 and a half start for multi-value for the Dragons, they're $1.91, or if you like them, 1 to 12 to grind out another win, 6.10. So pretty big value there. But Sunday, the Roosters play the Warriors. This used to be quite a good game when these two get together because there's a fair few Kiwis in the Roosters setup, but hard to get a read on this one. Looking at the lineups, they've got Nick Arima going back to 5.8 and Guerra going back to the back row. Whether that switch happens again, I'm not too sure. They've kept uh, Vunikitsi on the bench there after making his debut, and Papali's still hanging in there potentially for a debut. 1-17 for the Warriors, and uh, I've got to give a wrap. I think Jazz Tafunga has been brilliant in his first two games. In grade, flip a coin, they beat Newcastle, so I'm not reading much in it for the Warriors, but I am going to back them to beat the Roosters yeah, I am too. at my own peril, probably. I am too, because the Roosters have been worse than the Warriors, so. but I've got no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know what Warriors side's going to turn up. I'm going to pick the Warriors, but two years ago, Bruce's fans were saying that Sean Kennedy was dead wood, and he's their best player. It goes to show how much difference the roster has changed and how, how busted they are playing. You know the thing, though? I never thought he was... I, I agreed he made errors or he was bad, but I never thought he was anywhere near as bad as what everyone laid the boot in for, to be honest. But, you know, at this point in yeah, time... But look- don't get me wrong, he's, he's playing a lot better than what oh, I was. Yeah, exactly, but I didn't think he was as bad as some of the other players. I think, I think this off-field incident's been the making of him. I might have woken him up a little bit, you know? I'm not woken yeah, him up, but, I mean, it's it's given him perspective and maybe he's uh, relishing the fact that he's he's lucky enough to be a professional footballer because, I mean, he was only not far away there. Like, if, if things don't go his way in the court case, and I'm not saying that he did anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, it only but it only means that... She's only got to. It's only got to be proven, doesn't it? Whether he did it or not, or you know, I'm not going to even speculate on that. But you don't know how close he was to losing it all, and, and obviously that's hit a little bit too close to home for him. And he's he's definitely it's definitely made him a better footballer. Yeah, yeah. We're all got on the Warriors. Oh, sorry, mate. Here you go. No, I was just saying it's the scare he needed. He's a, he's a changed yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, he's been fan. He looks a lot yeah, more no, like the bloke who got. He looks a lot more like the bloke that got center of the year in 2010. Yeah. And they're absolutely fantastic. So good on him there. <laughs> We're on the Warriors. That probably means the Roosters will get their first win. But with William Hill, they're two dollars eight. The Warriors are a dollar seventy five. Minus two is a line. You'd be expecting a scrappy one to twelve between these two. So three seventy about the Roosters. Three thirty five about the Warriors. Now the Eels, who have been absolutely fantastic, they're going to be at home against your Penny Panthers. Gossip, what do you reckon? I think they've got to fix their defence. And with Moller back, it doesn't do anything really, does it? They've got to fix their defence. And, and Parramatta, they're the best defensive team in the comp, just about. So, um, yeah, you've got to tip Parramatta. Penrith yeah. look terrible, especially on their own line. Um, Penrith's goal line defence is terrible. And they were very... Traffic gets soured and it's happy days. Oh, they were very soft with the middle last week. The Dragons literally were bunching up in a beehive, taking scoots and one-outs and making very easy metres. But as you said, Moylan is back, so Will Smith is gone. Skis. He's got Elijah Taylor and Lattimore on an extended bench. Uh, Fisher-Harris looks like he's growing a start over those two. And they've got cover there, obviously, for Bryce Cartwright. I'm very weirded out by some of the things that Anthony Griffin's doing, but I'll say it right now. The fact that he's edging Elijah Taylor out of this sign, he needs to give himself a triple hearing that Tigers and the Roosters are there and maybe even a return to the Warriors, whoever gets Elijah Taylor, they're going to be better for it. Let's put it that way. Uh, I think he's a great footballer. On the Eels side of things, they've got the same side. I think is up for two charges. Does he get you know, put away for at least a week? Probably, with two charges and priors. Um, David Gow's 18th man, so wait and see what happens there. But I'm with you guys. I'm definitely going to be going the Eels. I didn't say anything yet. Oh, well, what do you got? <laughs> oh, look, I... Uh... 
the, pan- the difference in the Panthers' defence in the space of 12 months is ridiculous. Um, their, their, their first up contact and just their general dominating, domination of tackles is awful. They, they're not controlling any rucks and, and on the opposite end, they're not really generating any ruck speed. Campbell Gillard's really the only bloke in the middle who looks like firing a shot. I think McKendry's been solid, um, but until they address it, they're going to they're gonna be going backwards. They're going to be really struggling to slow sides down, so I, I can't not pick the Eels. And gossip, you're on the Eels as well, obviously, like you said. I think the penny has yeah, got yeah. a fair bit to work on. Yeah, as we've touched on, the defence is laying Penrith down. Um, until they fix that, then there's not going to be any chance of doing anything. Yeah, we're well, definitely to see an improvement, especially through the middle third this weekend. And the bookies at William Hill agree. Parramatta, $1.45 favourites, $2.75 for the Panthers. Minus six and a half is the line in that game. And things wrap up on Monday, the day of birth for myself. Big 26 this year, looking like I'm 40. Yeah, 40-20. Hanging in there, hanging in there. It's the Doggies, they play the Raiders out there, back to Belmore. Was looking at going, but it's a work night, so it's a bit hard to travel there. And get sourced, unfortunately. So the TV and the couch will have to do for this one. Plus, she didn't buy any flares, so yeah, no, gotta go. Got, <laughs> yeah, got nothing. Forgot to get my right. <laughs> I could get a glue on and bring some right gear and get involved, but nah, it's all good. But looking at this one, they're unchanged. The doggies for this one. Chase Stanley, great persistence by him. He plays his hundredth game after all those injuries. Debuted for New Zealand all the way back. In 2008, you forget how young he debuted mm. uh, for the Dragons and obviously got his international debut. So kudos to him after all those injuries hanging in. And Tony Williams, Brock's favourite player, 150 for him this week. So good times for the T-Rex. No one cares. The Raiders, they get back both their halves for this game, which should make it a much bigger affair. Blake Austin, Aiden Caesar is back. Joey Leilua's back, so they get a trifecta of players back. Somehow Frank Paul keeps his starting spot. Luke Bateman joins an extended bench. And uh, CSO Ola moves back to the bench with Vaughney and Joseph Depine. Boxhead, he got dogs just because it's at Belmore. Yeah, they were very good there last year. I'm going to go the dogs for the same reason and just the fact the Raiders love scoring 18 points every week and then just letting the other time team get even with them. And so. I'm also not sure where the season and Austin are actually going to play. Yeah, I'm with you there. This seems two weeks earlier than what was originally expected. So uh, it's a big call and a big risk. But yeah, I'll stick with the dogs at Belmore. Gossip, what do you reckon? If it was at ANZ, I was going to tip the, the Raiders, but I forgot that it was at Belmore. So, yeah, like you boys said, you've you got to pick the dogs at Belmore. But, and Caesar back at Belmore, played a lot of his junior football there at Belmore, so he knows the ground pretty well. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to play either. But dogs at Belmore, you can't go past it. Yeah, well, it is a big call, isn't it? I'm sure we'll know earlier uh, the Monday night because their cup side has to play on Saturday. So if Sammy Williams, who's been dropped back there, plays and Lachlan Croker, you'd assume that both those guys are out unless one of them pulls out late. They've got cover with Bateman at 18th man. They might have to move Whitehead into the halves, but um, you wouldn't think you'd play Austin and Whitehead and have two 5.8s and no decent halves. So uh, decisions hopefully be made by Saturday by the Raiders, but the odds there, $1.41 favourites, the Dogs at Belmore. The Canberra Raiders, $2.90 minus 7.5 is the line. I think it'll be a tight contest. Yeah, sorry, if both, that's a good line. Yeah, if both the halves yeah. are there... For Canberra, I, I like the one to twelve crack oh, there. I'll be taking the plus seven and a half. Yeah, it is a good yeah. start, isn't it? But um, yeah, I reckon that could be close to the game of the round, especially if the halves are there. That could be a really good game of football. Two massive forward packs, <laughs> very good game. But uh, looking at things here, we're almost uniform. I think no, the only, he's got one difference. The only difference the is the Tigers. Everything else is bang on. So 
Not much right. movement this yeah, week. Yeah, I looked at it today. I thought it was pretty predictable round, you know. Well, you'd like to think so, because the tips the last few weeks, besides yourself, we've both got two and four, so need to make some ground up here. But not much cooking, mate. Thanks for coming on. Give us all the gossip. Thank you to William Hill for their odds. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. And we'll catch you next week, champion. Hopefully the Panthers put in a good effort against the Eels for you. Oh, I'd like to local derby. It always hurts when we, we don't beat it. So fingers will be crossed. No worries, mate. Enjoy your week. Thanks, guys. And that wraps us up for another week. A big thank you to Mr. Gossip for coming on the show, providing all the gossip, and obviously to our major sponsor, WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. Don't bet with a tab in the Stone Age. Join William Hill in the modern age. Bet in play live on your phone. No need to make that phone call anymore, Brock. It's absolutely outstanding, isn't it? It is. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. dangerous. Well, something we have to consider while I'm rolling through the rest of the sponsors. I think you should crack William Hill open. We have our charity bet that we need to pick for this week. Last week, we unfortunately went... Well, one to twelve in both those Friday games. We, we didn't expect. One yeah, well, we didn't expect South to turn up and dish up what they did. They got absolutely jacked up. So we started with a bang, two wins, and I think maybe two hundred and something dollars. But we've lost two in a row, so we need a bit of bounce back. But while we're opening up the odds for that one, we also have to thank obviously rugby league coaching manual. It's a necessity for any coach out there, any level. Make sure you go to rlcm.com.au. Get on there. Become a foundation. Remember now, start your 30-day free trial in Kaizen Sports Performance. Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N. Look them on Facebook. Google them. They have academies there for 12 to 17-year-olds trying to lift your performance, bring your children to the next level to take that step up in athletic performance. And Boxhead himself will be running some of those academies for rugby league players. But what do you like, Brock? What are the odds looking like for our charity bet this week? Tough. Very tough. Not, tough. Not, not a fan of what's going on? Not really, no. Well, looking at the games here... I think we should just have it all on Winks to win the Doncaster. But anyway... <laughs> right, we're a football we're a football gig, all right? I, I need know. football, so come on. Get me back on. Where's the rugby league? I've got nothing. What do you mean you've got nothing? I've got nothing. I don't know. You've got to show me the rugby league. I need to see some odds here. You had them up before, mate. What's wrong with that? No, you just had them, you've got them up now. Come on, mate. We'll look at the games. Who do you like? Who do I like to put my money on? Yes. Something. What are the Sharks cow, cow What are the Sharks paying? Cow, sharks are $1.70. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty decent odds considering who they're playing. Yeah. That's they're tough, one. That's the Warriors. One, I think Penrith. Oh, sorry. Not Penrith. I think we might get a bit of value there as far as Parramatta and the Sharks together. All right. Parramatta yeah. into Cronulla. Parramatta and Cronulla. 246. So, so you have 100 on that as a bonus bet. And you get back 146.50. Well, what do you reckon? Yeah, right, done. You, you like those two? Yeah, that's your, well, the, I, I, I led last week's bet. You can lead this week's bet. Yeah. Well, there you go. We've got a possible return after the stake of $146 for our charity. It is the Eels to beat the Panthers, the Sharks to beat the Tigers. $2.46, $146. Turnaround. That wraps us up, mate. We've done it all. The Fast Five answered your questions, reviewed all the games, had Mr. Gossip. Got all the good stuff there. Done the tips. Giving you the odds. Thanks to WilliamHill.com. Just simple. Hope everyone enjoyed your long Easter weekend. Sorry. Just quietly. What? Winx is $1.85. Mate, you're killing me That's bank interest. Trying to wrap us up. No, no, no. I'm just saying. For the fans out there. Well, if you like a punt like Brock, he's telling you to get on Winx. But I hope everyone enjoyed their long weekend and the Easter weekend and stayed safe. We had a great weekend ourselves here. Hopefully, 
It's not a long week at work after that good break. And remember, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.